Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May 13th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Secret and Terra Community Space. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, I'm going to send a tweet in a second just to announce that we're kicking this off, but I'm going to start bringing at least the, the co-hosts up here from the Terra ecosystem. So for everybody who's joining from either ecosystem from Lunaside, Secret Side, and obviously some people are definitely joining from both. Like we'll kick off here in a second. I want to give people time to socialize this with their community. So we have a lot that we want to share from the secret side based on what went down in like 2020. We know like 10 years have happened in 10 hours, but we're, we're going to run this in the best way that we can to make sure all the, all the stakeholders have a chance to kind of speak from what they're seeing right now in the Luna ecosystem, what, what we've kind of seen from the outside. And then also, take us back in time and in history to 2020 when the secret ecosystem was dealing with our own sort of existential events, launching a new chain, seeing, seeing uh, an old token kind of die off, having core teams sort of separated out from the community efforts. We went through all of that. Um, and there's a lot of people from the secret community still running validators, doing dev work, et cetera, who experienced it firsthand. And I figured what better way to try to help than just at least provide some historical perspective and as much support as we can to people who have probably never had this happen before because these things just don't happen very often. Nothing's ever happened at this scale. And I I just want to say like my heart goes out to anybody who was impacted personally by this, financially by this, anything like it's, it's unimaginable at this stage, but there still has to be a strong path forward and we're, we're here to help as we can. Tor, thanks so much for putting this on, by the way. I really appreciate you reaching out to us and, and uh, setting us up. If you want to set me as co-host, I can help bring up the other speakers as well, uh, make your life a little easier. Yep. Yeah, good morning for myself, too. I'm, at, I'm sending co-host invites to you guys. Uh, so if that's not working, let me know. Worked great. I'll pull up Midas and others. Uh, bear with us, folks. Give us you know 30 seconds, two minutes here to, to get everything rolling. Uh, and again, Tor, uh, Really excited to talk about this with you. Of course, yeah. I'll keep my mic off for a little bit while I get some tweets out and stuff, and uh, let's let's see if we can't pack the room here with with all the core stakeholders. And I know a lot of people are going to have things to say. A lot of people are looking to have their voice heard right now. Not everybody's going to get up on stage to like share a personal story at this point, just because everybody has a personal story right now. Which you know, it, it's it's really unmanageable, but. The goal here is to share historical perspective, find a path forward, find some community consensus and leadership between our two communities or just, you know, independently for the Luna community, figuring out what happens now, right? Figuring out what the whole option space looks like for for a path forward. Um, And this is an ongoing, evolving conversation. If you don't sit here today, just know like this conversation is continuing in countless 
telegrams, discords, Twitter, et cetera. Like you, you will have the opportunity to weigh in on that. And I, and I welcome everybody in both ecosystems to try to make their voice heard in all these platforms and share your stories and ideas. 100%. And I know we've got Simon up here from, from Loop Finance who can speak to uh, how they're approaching and thinking through and kind of dealing with this. Uh, you know, I've heard a couple of folks say this, but it almost feels like we've had like a death in the family, right? Where we have this vibrant community and, and suddenly uh, it's all pulled away from you. And so this is a, this is a hard time for everyone. So we're, we're here to support. Um, really, really thankful to the secret community for um, helping set this up. Um, Tor, if you want, while you're we're putting stuff out, we can just kind of like uh, start talking a bit. Um, up to you. I, I want I want to step on your toes on this. Do personal introductions. I mean, because especially since we've got a lot of secret stakeholders Great here point. who aren't as familiar, maybe with the Luna ecosystem. Why doesn't everybody joining from like more the Luna side give a self introduction? I'll do a brief introduction while you guys are doing that. I'll, I'll get this link around. Perfect. Uh, Seth, you want to kick off? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'd start to say, like, I'm basically, like, you can consider me a relative nobody. Um, you know, I basically hang a lot. Uh, sorry, I was getting a phone call. Uh, hang out on Twitter a fair amount and basically have um, an interest in sort of like the crypto space. I was interested in Terra specifically from the aspect of an investor, from the aspect of like a the user experience. Uh, I'm not a builder. Um, I sort of look at, uh, I, I kind of enjoyed using, I started using the uh, Terra ecosystem really from a uh, customer standpoint. And I just liked all the various dApps and like to analyze them and kind of play around with them and see how they can uh, be useful investment vehicles for me and things of that nature. So, but what I'm not is a technical guy. I don't, have all of the answers as far as like why you know a system could definitively fail or not fail and all of those kind of nuances so uh, you know that's kind of where my sort of discussions have largely been around is just mechanics and use cases and things like that but um yeah anyway but that's kind of what a lot of folks have been hanging out in twitter spaces and whatnot regarding our ecosystem talk about is more from a consumer angle uh, and I think a lot of retail folks like ourselves are the ones that got damaged by this situation. Um, although, you know, everyone uh, uh, got hit hard, obviously, developers, builders, um, you know, NFT projects, you name it. Uh, and uh, I think everyone's trying to figure out where their new home is, but also trying to brush themselves off from the financial wreckage, uh, which uh, assuredly is uh, immense at this point. Uh, speaking of NFTs, Midas, uh, I know you have been building a collection and you've been very involved in the ecosystem as well. Midas, you there? Take that as a no for now, but jump in if you want to. Um, I'll do a quick intro for myself. Uh, hey, folks, I'm Connor. Uh, you know, been involved in the Terra ecosystem for the last year or so. Uh, I really believe in the idea of decentralization. You know, I've been around crypto since 2015, 2016 era. Um, so I've been through a giant crash like this before, and it doesn't get easier. Uh, but you build resiliency, and, and that's one of the things I want to make sure we talk about today is is how to build resiliency. And I think Secret's a great example of that and, and how they've dealt with um, a similar but different situation. So, so really thankful to the Secret community for being here today to talk about that. Uh, and as for myself outside of this, uh, you know, I, I talk Web3 strategy, create content, um, and also uh, lead demand for B2B SaaS organizations. 
Um, really thankful to be up here with some some very smart Terra minds um, and builders like uh, like Simon. Uh, Simon, you want to introduce yourself really quick here? Oh, I didn't know that was the I didn't know that that was the cue. Um, yeah, so I'm part of the Loop Finance team, uh, and I actually uh, was responsible for building Loop Learn, which was uh, a collaboration between TFL and uh, Loop to bring uh, crypto and Terra to the masses. Uh, and it's really sad. I was actually going through some of the videos before, and uh, you know, we, there was it's quite a high budget project. Um, I think we spent about 15k US per video, and there was a plan to have 200 videos per year. We were doing, we were in the process of making uh, videos for the entire Terra ecosystem for all the projects. Um, we made intro to crypto videos, intro to Terra videos, uh, DeFi videos, like really high end animated videos, and then uh, yeah, it, it all kind of now now you know, only about half of them are usable. Um, so it's interesting. And, um, and yeah, and we've got Tom here as well. So Tom's one of the co-founders of Loop. So he could probably talk a little bit more about the vision uh, and some of the talks that we've been having. But just kind of looking forward, uh, just kind of my two cents on it um, from maybe like conceptual position is that I know that we, you know, it's obviously been a hard time and, and we've all had, you know, taken a pretty big hit from this uh, personally and in the community. But I think there's also some opportunity in this to looking into the future of going, you know, what is the future that we want to build? What is the community that we actually want to build, right? What is the the kind of values that we want to have in the community? And um, and I think it's sometimes easy to lose that, uh, especially when success is happening. Um, I mean, the community in Terra was great, but there's still certain things that I think, you know, will become a lot stronger and will become a lot humbler um, as we grow into the future. So I'm very, uh, you know, kind of excited um, for the next chapter and, and wherever, you know, we all end up going, I'll, I'll get Tom to, to color some more of those details about, you know, kind of what, you know, kind of where we're looking at. Uh, a lot of stuff is still up in the air, but uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited for, for the future. I can say that much. Hey, guys. Um, sorry, I literally just saw this link now and jumped on board. So I wasn't not quite sure what the context is here, <laughs> um, but really nice to um, see some so many familiar faces um and yeah we're, we're obviously struggling too at the moment working out what to do next um i've just got off a call with the juno guys actually um they're they're an awesome team and that's obviously one of the options that we're considering um but yeah sorry can someone just give me some context as to what this chat was about <laughs> thanks for jumping in last minute tom uh yeah this is a community space between the secret community and and tara to talk about uh the experience of having this kind of event happen, resiliency, and kind of what's next. Um, speaking of, I'll, I'll pass it off to, I see we have another Tom here from the secret team. Uh, if, if you want to introduce yourself in secret really briefly, and then we can kind of jump back to, to Tom once he's yeah. had a chance to get some more comments here. Yeah, let me let me do my introduction, my self-introduction, oh, and, then I'll, and then I'll pass it to Tom from our side. And I think Midas is back too, so he may want to say a word for himself as well and, and his influence in the ecosystem. So I'll do the quick secret thing. Tom will do his quick secret thing. We'll go to Midas and then we'll get back to it. So as Connor said, yeah, that's kind of why we're here. I am Tor. I'm the founder of Secret Foundation. I used to be the head of growth at uh, what was once called Enigma. And I worked there uh, from 2017 to 2020. And in 2020 left to start this independent entity, Secret Foundation. And that was right around the time we, we did have an existential event in our ecosystem. The, the, previous, uh, the previous iteration of the project was, the, it was Enigma, was the Enigma token. ENG. And uh, after a settlement between the SEC and Enigma MPC concerning the original ICO, right, development basically had to stop on ENG. And it was the community that took the reins forward and, and helped launch 
secret. It was the community that eventually built and launched a swap mechanism so that old stakeholders of this ERC-20 ENG coin could become stakeholders in secret. So secret is a chain in the Cosmos ecosystem uh, and, and IBC enabled and all those wonderful things and privacy ethos and the blah, blah, blah. You know, all, we can get into all that. But I mean, mainly what I wanted to emphasize is like, we have a very unique and strange genesis that is extremely community driven. And after, you know, after seeing the events of the last few days, like it's triggering a lot of those memories for me for exactly like what it was like in the aftermath of this, because it comes down to people. People were involved on all sides, the people who were working at Enigma, the people who were working in the community, people who wanted to operate validators, people who were so deeply passionate about our ethos and our mission of privacy. There were so many contributors from so many places who who kind of had to come together and do this to, to save the vision of the project. And it wasn't easy. There's actually, if you want to go Google it right now for anybody who has the capability, just search like Coindesk, uh, secret enigma swap, something like that. Like the Coindesk article about what happened at the time will pop up for you. Um, this this is not how things are like traditionally done in the blockchain space, but they can be done this way. You can have a community and a blockchain that has these kinds of interesting geneses that becomes uh, one of the most resilient and community driven projects in the ecosystem. Uh, and anything that we can do to kind of continue to build these bridges between the ecosystems to kind of show that path for builders in the Terra ecosystem. Like, I, I'm, I also have, like have a huge amount of respect for all of the other IBC chains in the ecosystem, your Osmosis and your and Juno and everything else. But we've been around since 2017. We've lived through these kinds of things. Like a lot of these other chains are are, are very recent as well, and also figuring out a lot of these governance issues from scratch. We have a lot to all learn from each other, but we also have a lot to learn from what we what we survived um so the biggest thing i wanted to share today is just those words right like it get it can get better through community coordination and support and through a lot of dedication from a lot of dedicated people uh and tom is sure. here from secret labs which was the iteration of enigma i'll pass it to him in a sec but what, what were you guys going to say tor could i ask you a question uh just briefly while you were on that subject so yeah could you comment maybe very briefly on like uh, so getting wrecked with the previous uh, Enigma situation and like, uh, like wh what were a few things that like improved in secret that solved the problems that you guys had before and like climbing back from the ashes and whatnot? Maybe you can go through that for just a minute. Like, uh, I, I can try. I mean, right. Like everything's evolutionary. There's no way that you can like say where where we were in march 2020 and where the project is now there was a straight line and there was some kind of plan that one person or many people had to get from here to there it was just a question in march of survival and a lot of community will towards survival people who had been deeply focused and passionate about the privacy mission who made it their mission to sustain the ecosystem and, and made it even possible to have this kind of coordination and collaboration to create the secret ecosystem uh, when the secret blockchain launched in February 2020, uh, it didn't launch with a lot of the privacy features. Those were being built out. And finally, like in September of 2020, uh, there was a mainnet upgrade to install privacy smart contracts. And that that was, you know, an unbelievably unlikely event if you were looking at things objectively in March 2020. But it was just the sheer amount of community will that had to come together to make that happen and the development efforts of a lot of incredible people, many of whom are you know, still working and leading the project at Secret Labs now, 
that's that's kind of the only way out. And it was one foot in front of the other for a long time for, for the community. Uh, it's hard because you're trying to find one path forward as a decentralized community of stakeholders who have very complicated interwoven economic incentives, social incentives, political motivations. Finding consensus is like the hardest thing to do, but survival and, and that impetus is really, really powerful. You just have to kind of know where you're trying to go. The one piece of advice that I have is like, if, if you guys are sitting in the Luna ecosystem, figure out as fast as possible, is our goal to get back to having a decentralized stablecoin blockchain? Or is our goal to sustain this amount of human capital? Because if your goal is to get back to having a stablecoin blockchain as fast as possible, I'm not sure that that's, that approach is going to work because there's probably a lot of people who don't agree on that approach. And they're more concerned about you know saving the people who were harmed in, in whatever happened over the last week than they are about sort of rebuilding a multi-billion dollar stablecoin ecosystem. Like that's going to be evolutionary. Where we start now is the question of survival, providing for people, giving those people the frameworks and resources to come together to find a collective path forward, like just, and there's, you know, there's the very siloed independent path where you guys try to figure it out project by project, person by person. There's the collaborative path also where you work directly with ecosystems like Secret and and you sort of latch on to something that, you know, we've, we've been rocked by this, but we haven't been decimated by this. We have a lot of continuity and a lot of passionate community members who can become uh, very, very powerful supporters in this moment and help and help with any kind of transitions that are necessary, right? Like any kind of emotional or, or other support, like that's kind of what we want to exist to do. Put that at the center of things for right now so that at least you live long enough to fight the battle in a week or two, and that'll be good. But if we rush to the finish line of like, we need to get back to exactly where we were two weeks ago, Right, like we just need to rebuild everything back to the same stature. If we just fork it, maybe it'll work. I, I would, I would very strongly advise not to take that approach because that will not have consensus. And without consensus, even the most ambitious visions, right, like won't won't happen. It's one foot in front of the other for now. I think that's a great point, and it makes me really curious. I know Midas. Um, I know you're back up here. Uh, you created NFT collection on Terra. Are you thinking at all about like bridging that to other osmosis chains or like what's your approach been? And, and do you want to maybe speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, so um, be, be, let, let me just introduce real quick so people understand the context here. Um, I, I start as a, just as everybody else in here, one, uh, one Twitter guy just tweeting about his passion project that was like, I found Terra. I fell in love with it. I love the decentralization, um, the idea of adoption, the idea of uh, having a stable coin that was decentralized. So that's that's what got me here. Um, also, the real life cases, you know, the real world cases like Chai and, and all the stuff that Terra had uh, made me super bullish. So I started tweeting. I started creating communities. I, I created the first uh, Spanish community on on Terra. Um, then I started creating more communities around it and it, I, I turned out into a builder. I learned Rust. I started, uh, learning Cosm Wasm. Um, I created my, my NFT collection, uh, like custom several NFTs that you were able to equip it and whatever. And yeah, like, um, it, it caught me by surprise. So right now I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lutopians project. I know that we, we might go to another chain or something. Um, but uh, 
pretty much my my thoughts my my head right now is on like how we can salvage the you know the the people that are the 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 core of of the Terra community right like like how we can move forward if there is any in any place that we can go uh if there is anything that we can do right now so um yeah not sure right now with the lutopians project with the nfts i'm thinking more of uh like the general community like all, all my people um people who who believe in this project that that i also like uh got them into the groups and so yeah that's pretty much right now the the status i i, I mean i don't know if what what's going to happen with the nft project probably is going to move to another chain um but yeah pretty much the the situation is how we fix how we solve this and how we save the community from drowning i agree with tor like there there needs to be consensus and i think the consensus right now is how we save the community not the stable coin not luna not the token not you know uh not tfl uh so i i think uh that's the the, the main focus right now yeah i would strongly agree with you that the community needs to be the priority. Uh, a lot of people have were really wrecked, right? Like I'll say look, for myself, you know, I saw six figures in in total net worth supposedly just disappear in you know 48 hours. Some people here I know lost much more. Um and that is a really hard thing to deal with uh, emotionally um and just mentally. So I know there's a lot of re resiliency that needs to be built up within the community and um, I think being there for each other is super important to that. I would be really curious to get, um, I know we haven't had a chance to have Tom from Secret talk to it, but as someone who's kind of been there before and dealt with uh, a similar crash and the work you're doing, like how did you build through it? And maybe do you want to introduce yourself? I see Tom unmuted, but I'm not sure his audio is coming through for people. Yeah, I yeah, can't I'm hear him. Hey, Tom, we can't hear you. I'm, I'm messaging to let him know because uh, it would be great for him to sort of self-introduce, right? Uh, and I was hoping that, you know, these things don't time themselves, right? Right now it's in the middle of Shabbat dinner for all the Israeli devs in Israel. <laughs> so it's it's going to be hard to have more of the Secret Labs guys join, but obviously they have an essential perspective in this whole issue. And I think Guy would be an amazing person to have join here. He's the CEO of Secret Labs. He was the CEO of Enigma. He's the reason uh, any of the vision of the project exists at all it was all based off of his white papers back at mit in like 2015 so eventually we will get him into the conversation even if not today but like we said we don't we don't get to choose when we're in crisis can you hear me now Tom, sorry say, yeah we can hey apparently there's a problem with my headphones sorry about that yeah so well i'll introduce myself uh thanks for having me uh, first of all uh so yeah i've been in uh i actually originally joined enigma uh about two and a half years ago uh early 2020 and yeah that was actually like the beginning of the transition between the enigma protocol and the secret network um and yeah like i i, I I'm not sure I'm, I'm like the best, uh, best one to talk about uh, how to deal with, uh, uh, with a situation like this, because I was like, I was introduced <laughs> to uh, like, I, 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 the beginning for me was uh, I, I, I started from, uh, from the, from the bottom. So uh, yeah, I think like the best approach is just keep your head down. 
have trust in the in the ecosystem in your community in the unity of your community and uh, just keep your head down and keep building and uh, believe in your uh in your vision um and yeah yeah uh i think that's the the best approach for uh, all the builders out there in the terra community and uh yeah t- like the terra community and tfl uh especially we they were like we were uh collaborating uh, pretty close and uh yeah it's a, it's a pretty tough situation um but like terra as you all guys mentioned terra is a great community and a great uh ecosystem and so many projects um and so many builders and uh leaders and i believe that uh they will uh succeed in uh getting out of this uh in good terms thanks so much guys um yeah that that's great to get some context and really nice to meet some of you guys and i feel like um at the moment terra community we it's like we've been in an earthquake and all of our houses have kind of come tumbling down but that's actually been in some ways obviously a very tragic time but in some ways like a really beautiful time because you know you guys and I've just as I said I just talked to the guys from Juno and like I feel like all of our neighbors who are you guys like the cosmos ecosystem are kind of like at the terra neighbors you're the closest thing to us you know you've kind of welcomed welcomed us all with open arms um and that's you know that's been really nice and I kind of feel like this is a moment which has brought you know not only the terra community together obviously Uh, but then brought the Terra community together with all of all of our neighboring cosmos friends and other um, cosmos chains um, and that's you know that's been a really nice thing and yeah I think what you were saying before Tor was really um, a great point that you're right it's gonna like my personal feeling is it would be very hard to kind of rebuild Terra you know maybe we can but it's going to be a long slow process um, and you know while we're rebuilding our home if if that's what people choose to do um, you know we're being welcomed into the homes of our our neighbors and you know I think probably from from our perspective you know from loops perspective what we're going to do is we'll probably you know we're, we're going to evaluate what the different options are as far as the other cosmos chains are concerned um, obviously cosmos is the easiest place for us to move because our smart contracts are compatible you know we could easily port them across to um, you know a number of other cosmos chains um, quite quickly and we can kind of get up and running again in the shortest period of time and that's probably the best um, for us that's going to be the simplest and easiest thing to do is just to um, you know come together with one of the other cosmos chains and and start you know building together essentially um, so yeah that's just my perspective and then if we do you know if, if the terror sort of if if a terror a new terror arises from the ashes um, so to speak then you know all these cosmos chains are IBC enabled and I really hope that the new terror chain is fully IBC compatible um, unlike unfortunately the previous terror chain which wasn't fully IBC compatible like you could only bring across native assets from the other cosmos chains you couldn't bring across any other assets I had a great conversation with the shade protocol guys for example and we were looking at you know listing shade on on loop and we couldn't do it because um, you know we couldn't bring across non-native um, assets so hopefully if a new cosmos a new terra chain does um, come up that they do make it fully IBC compatible and then it won't really matter because you can all, you'll be able to move assets across um, chains anyway 
And yeah, I was speaking to um, Jack over at Juno and they're saying they're working hard on making kind of like these cross-chain bridges even more uh, user-friendly, I guess, where you could potentially um, integrate or like interact with contracts on other Cosmos chains from any other Cosmos chain rather than actually having to bridge across assets. Um, so I think, you know, coming together as a, as a whole Cosmos community as opposed to kind of being these sort of small, you know, like not small fragmented, like large fragmented, but still a little bit fragmented, um, I think that makes the most sense. And, yeah, I, I guess for us uh, that what makes the most sense is to, to sort of join up with another chain. I don't know. I see a few other Terra founders here. Maybe they want to jump up and share their thoughts, but um, I'm pretty sure that's what we'll be doing is, is sort of, yeah. you know, moving over. Yeah, so there's 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 a few things I wanted to say about that because like right now, um, people have to make really fast decisions with very little information, right? Because we're making decisions about what happens in the next two weeks, but we're also making decisions about what happens in the next two years. And you have to consider what that roadmap looks like for these communities for the next two years. You have to consider the state of the current ecosystem, not just from a technical perspective, but from a community perspective. You have to consider, you know, what the last five years of history have looked like for all of these ecosystems before you kind of start projecting out the next five. Like what, what we don't want to have happen is all of this developer interest and community interest from Terra move to a new ecosystem collectively, land in that ecosystem in the short term, and then sort of face another existential event right after, like sort of like resettling in a new colony and then having the whole thing destroyed by a tsunami yet again. Like that's, that's not the goal here. The goal is how do we find as much sustainability as possible in the next steps? And it could be comforting to think that there's a perfect solution, a perfect home, whatever else for every project. But the truth is that every project has different requirements. Each dev has sort of different urgency, different runways, different backers, different liabilities. And it, it is very complicated. Like right now we're talking about finding consensus. I doubt in this space or even in the next like week, regardless, we're going to find consensus as to can all of the projects migrate to like a single place and, and have this. But, you know, right now, focusing on education, and like having these kinds of requirements at least surfaced, like I, I think it doesn't make sense, obviously, for Terra applications to move anywhere outside of the IBC ecosystem. Because why? Why would you do that? Uh, and you'd have to reinvent everything. But I also know there's a lot of projects that were relying on the stablecoin as a key piece of the platform. Um, so as, as much as devs want to come up today and kind of state like, here's what our requirements would be. Here's what we would be thinking about. Here's the kind of support we need. Uh, I can at least tell you how that looks in our ecosystem. I'm sure, you know, the other IBC ecosystems will also be able to tell you how that support looks in their ecosystems. Uh, for our part, obviously, we're, we have that IBC compatibility fully. Like we're, we're working very hard to be this privacy hub for, for the entire IBC-enabled ecosystem. And there's already a lot of synergies we've had with, with Terra projects and cross-deployments. So I, I would love to see that energy continue, but I acknowledge that everybody has has sort of different requirements, different motivations, different timelines, especially. Uh, and we have to be respectful of the fact that in those in those circumstances, it's very, very, very hard to find community consensus. Tor, yeah. a question specifically about Secret, because um, I know Tom mentioned a little bit about Juno and such. There's different like ethos. There's different, um, I would say, like, uh, the, you know, there's a sort of a different theme and a vision behind each chain on Cosmos. There's the ones that are obviously uh, smart contract enabled and those that are not. We have, of course, like there's with Secret, there is the element of um, there's the element of um, s sort of like the 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 you can have the 
the privacy layer, but you could also deploy without the privacy layer if you if you want to, I suppose. But um, uh, is there anything particular about the secret network that makes it possible for builders to utilize that chain? And like, is it hard to port over things uh, if uh, like NFT projects or whatever want to want to move? Like, what? It, right. How gargantuan a task is that exactly? That's exactly what Tom was working to scope this morning because I, I was asking the Secret Labs team how much education we can at least do on the topic. And there's trade-offs, right? So you're, you're, we're narrowing the question right now to what does it look like on a technical basis to do this kind of cross-deployment or migration? On a technical basis, I think you know Tom's in a great position to give a brief summary. Uh, I would start by saying like what you get when you come to Secret for free. Basically, like th we're additive, right? I always loved what Luna was doing because it was essentially an app-specific chain within an IBC-enabled universe. It was the decentralized stablecoin chain. And, and at least that vision was, was super powerful versus sort of being like a generalized vanilla smart contract chain. You know, I also loved what, what, what Osmosis was trying to do with the global liquidity model for IBC-enabled universes. And ours was the privacy model. Like We wanted to be privacy as a service for every IBC-enabled chain, plus be a standalone private by default ecosystem. We, we have a really strong ethos around that. And that ethos is kind of how we survived in 2020, like knowing we had a vision that was different. Yeah. Like the, the way it feels like with, with Terra right now is it feels like sort of like the heart of the system, the thing that gave us um, identity, the identity, the use case, like the reason to have a separate chain, the reason right. why it's differentiated in the market. All of that is what like has been hitting the heart. Yeah. It, it, at its core, it's almost like if you took secret out of secret network, it's just a network, right? Yeah. Like that's how it feels totally. at this point. Totally. I, I completely empathize with it. So let me, let me at least say like, here's what you gain moving to a private by default ecosystem, for example. Not every project is going to care about this because what they cared about was the stablecoin model. They didn't build everything around something else. They built it based on the UST model. But there were also a lot of projects that I was hearing about. Like I know Delphi was working on this avatar project, which was like identity and reputation based which was a perfect fit for a private by default universe with like private by default NFTs that have private metadata, private ownership, where like those are the use cases that were living on Terra, not because it had a stable coin, but because it had an incredible community of builders. So for example, like on secret, everything's private by default. You can do cool shit with private metadata, private balances for fungible tokens. You can do cool shit with on-chain randomness and storing private keys inside contracts. Uh, you get front running resistance because we, we have private inputs, encrypted state for the contracts. And then, of course, like that last piece around IBC composability, like having now this be a privacy as a service hub for the entire Cosmos IBC ecosystem. That was like the full realization of the original vision that was had about like what service secret could provide to the entire Web3 ecosystem five years ago. Right. So this is this is what you get. And if that resonates with the project that you're trying to build, we're a good home. If you needed to move your project somewhere where you had a stablecoin at the heart of all of it, it was some kind of like payments platform or whatever else, like that's a much harder question now because the entire trajectory of stablecoin adoption has now been caught, you know, everything's in question now based on this. Like we don't know. We really don't. And anybody who tells you they know has has no idea what stablecoin yeah. adoption is going to look like now and how regulators are going to react. So there's it's not even just regulators like just from the angle of just the global picture like the take home message uh for everybody of the events that happened are a mixture of things 
uh, failures on a variety of levels. Uh, but the most the, the the most fundamental one is like the phrase should essentially be that decentralized stablecoins need decentralized collateral with decentralized sources of collateral. In other words, the reason why the Federal Reserve Bank has like twelve member banks is because you basically need like a dozen or more sources of where the collateral comes from. Otherwise, like, and it has to be at scale. It's such a large scale. And I think what we missed and what the hard part now is like, we thought we were getting adoption, right? Like that was the, that was the exciting part. It looked like we were getting escape velocity, but getting escape velocity is the hardest part. And and, and the, the failures that we saw with what happened basically just simply tell you that the scale and the magnitude of capital that would be needed to make this work and among a consortium of entities, whether it's centralized exchanges and and other groups, to me, that's the problem right now. It's not as easy as just spinning up the chain and go, Hey, look, look, we got UST again, right? It's not that easy. You, you hit it on the nose. I'll restate it slightly because there's an actionable lesson in here during this migration process or, or while we're trying to find community consensus on paths forward. Uh, like capital is mercenary, but the people are the heart of these networks. And if you built a capital intensive system that relied on like constant growth of capital and the majority of the capital in the crypto space is purely yield seeking mercenary capital, you know, at a certain point, if there's a weakness found in that system, it will be exploited all the way down because the capital is still mercenary. It just, it also doesn't want to go to zeros. Capital has a survival instinct. People have an instinct around maintaining community maintaining continuity, finding identity, right? Which is also something incredible that the Web3 space can enable and is deeply linked with our ethos around privacy and everything else, right? That's the kind of value we try to create for the space. And our longevity and sustainability as an ecosystem for secret is mapped way less to mercenary capital, right? Like our TVL was always very limited, especially relative to the Terra ecosystem. But from that continuity of community, the kind of identity and reputational use cases we were chasing all, all these ideas around uh, building out uh, the the private NFT ecosystem, like Legend I was doing, like all of that came down to how do we get people into the ecosystem? How do we keep them there? How how do we because people are a lot stickier than capital, as we kind of found out. And if you rely on that flywheel long enough around capital to become your moat as an ecosystem, and there's any weakness at all in that flywheel model, even if it's a brief weakness during like a curve pool migration it will be exploited and you can't rely on that capital to rebuild the system. You can only rely on the people. Just touching on that topic, um, Tor, and I'm sure, you know, this, I'm probably speaking for a lot of um, the other Terra projects here. I mean, I think, you know, our treasury was obviously, you know, heavily hit during this, um, during this crash. And I'm sure probably everyone else's was to some degree as well. Um, thankfully, you know, we did manage to, to pull some out um, in time. So, you know, we're good for a bit, but, um, are there any funding or grant kind of opportunities available from the secret network um, to support projects looking to migrate over? Because, you know, obviously, you know, all projects have large dev teams um, and they devs, right. need to, devs need to survive and they need to be paid um, in order to live. And, yeah, I think probably which network to move to is going to be like this question is going to be, you know, of utmost importance for a lot of projects when they make their decision. Yeah. Well, so first of all, keep in mind that there's no other chain in the cosmos or elsewhere that reached the st- like that amount of capital inside of the system because like it was it was stablecoin based, uh, and that was essentially how most teams were finding funding was was through UST, and that was was dollar pegged. So 
it felt like there was a lot more capital in the system than perhaps there was because it was sort of backed by itself. Um, and, and now we're in a position of like, well, how do we restore all of that one-to-one? The answer is that you can't. I mean, it, 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 that, that's the fundamental answer at the end of the day. It's a disappointing and super disheartening answer, but it's, it's also what I would personally consider to be the truth. So again, the question is, how do we support development teams now with their most immediate essentials and then help them find a path into the future? Like they have to land in an ecosystem that has this infrastructure for support. But the expectation that any ecosystem is going to be able to match one-to-one the expectations of what was really behind the Terra, like the decentralized ecosystem of Terra builders, I, I think it's unrealistic and it's going to disappoint more people to think that any ecosystem has that to offer. You know, we can we can take a chain and, and print a bunch of new tokens on it and and pretend that that's still the same amount of capital, but fundamentally there still has to be enough demand in the market to to soak that up because a lot of people eat based on their USD holdings, not based on their token holdings. That's that's reality. Um, in the secret ecosystem specifically, we do have a couple of sources of direct capital support. One of which is like our ecosystem fund, where we have something like 25 independent funds contributing in our ecosystem who provide seed and series A funding, for example, to independent teams and, and they want to invest and they want to support. That's that's independent capital from like something that secret labs or secret foundation would control. And then we have a grants program, which is mostly denominated in secret, that's managed by the secret labs team. And at the time we announced it, it was like, you know, something like a $175 million grant program, but it is it fluctuates because it completely depends on the price of the token. It's been very aggressively and actively deployed already in our ecosystem. And it's the reason we have incredible applications across, you know, DeFi, NFT, access control, whatever, like that, that helps us bridge some things from zero to one. Um, but I did want to set expectations just on, on that first point that I made, right? This kind of capital intensity, I don't think is really findable in any ecosystem. It takes a while to rebuild back up to where we thought we were, just because where we thought we were was not exactly where we were at all. Uh, but that doesn't mean that value can't be created. I'm actually incredibly confident that that value will be recreated. I, on what time frame and in what environment, I don't know. But like with this amount of human capital involved, with this amount of builders, with these amount of visions, I, I have no doubt that it, that will eventually be recreated and will and will exceed even what was even what we thought we had achieved to this point across uh, across the Terra ecosystem. I, I think in, in in this regard, Tor is like perhaps we have to think about like going back a year ago or a little bit uh, further when Terra just only had like their stable coin and perhaps mirror protocol and and think like how we can restart from there rather than restarting from um you know the 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 last iteration of what terra was right with all these protocols with all this capital flowing in but um i mean when i joined terra we were a small chain pretty much uh unknown to everybody else and and i think it, it was able to grow not only because of usd which is yeah one of the main fundamental reasons but i also think like one of the 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 main stuff that, that we're missing is like Terra had a, a vision and and at least for me I don't know the rest in here but at least for me that's what capture me right uh the adoption and the stability idea uh like their thesis uh on their white paper and having all this adoption having all these protocols like trying to reach more people like trying to 
get this DeFi on as many hands and as many people that they could. I think that was like the, the main vision of Terra. And if we go back like a year ago, we we can start from there, right? I, I think. I don't know. Like I'm just uh, throwing ideas right now, but uh, um, I would I would think that if we try to think like try to get all this capital that we had in the last moment, it's not going to happen. But if we think about how Terra was a year ago, when you know CFI joined, when Tom joined, when uh, I'm not sure if Simon joined at that point, but I know like Jay and Pantera and Oyo and all, all these guys uh, joined at that point. I think that there is some kind of chance of regrouping, like you said, toward like like the community tends to stick together. People try to find all this network, all these bonds between uh, among other humans. Uh, and as you said, like capital is like liquidity ha- has no loyalty. I think that's a, an Andre uh, quote. So we, we might have to think how we regroup as a community and then think where we can go uh, if we can go together as a community, or if not, like what what is that like the best option? And once we have that very clear, uh, it's it will be a, a thing of just rebuilding, right? Like I think, like for example, Secret has their own stablecoin, and and I know other like there are other stablecoins, and we can kind of reproduce a lot of this stuff uh, on a new chain. But definitely, we have to uh, we we can't think about Terra or like like rebuilding this stuff in the current iteration that we had a couple of days ago. We have to go way back in the past. Yeah. Simon, did you want to say something? Yeah, I've got two main things to say on this. I think, you know, one of the things that kind of, you know, we talk about like a lot of TVO and a lot of capital and Terra, um, but one of the concerns, not one of the concerns, but one of the problems that we did see with that was that even through uh, the ecosystem and, and having all these amazing dApps, the capital uh, in the TVL was very, um, very concentrated in in Luna and you know Anchor and a lot of places and heavily concentrated. But in terms of the DApps actually building on top of the platform, right? They didn't, in their own tokens and in their own kind of ways, didn't end up capturing a uh, super amount of value. And I mean, this kind of happened more towards the end, and we started to see kind of out even altcoin prices and tokens kind of go up but a lot of the tvl and and the value that we saw on chain was through luna and you know that was great but some of the problems is it was such an apex asset that it took away some sometimes from you know the rest of the ecosystem so uh, i think even as we see see these dApps move to kind of other chains um you know juno secret all these others i think we'll see more value go to the actual builders and and they may not need as much as they did in terra because in terra like I can speak from Loop Finance. You know, we had maybe 80 million uh, in TVL and large volumes, but our token price was really like it'd gone down a lot. And if we'd been on an, on another chain, even Solana or something, it would have been a very very different story. But it was just due to you know the apex nature of Luna, where um, everybody wanted to hold Luna as the apex asset. So that's the one point. The second point to add is that I think that you know Terra bridging over to the rest of the Cosmos is going to add a lot of value to Cosmos, and I think we all know this uh, in many ways. But I think especially around the vision of bringing um, new users into crypto, there were so many amazing protocols that were centered around. There was a lot of DGen protocols, but there's a lot of amazing protocols and initiatives that were around really revolutionizing the experience of beginners into crypto. And I mean, I'm talking about you know Alice Finance and Cato and 
and so many different initiatives that that really revolutionised that. And and it was obviously still a while to go um, on this on this point. But I think bringing that energy and bringing that vision into Cosmos, as well as the amazing technical uh, ability of, of the devs on Cosmos and 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 that ability, it's just going to be an amazing match because we're going to be able to funnel large amounts of new users into the Cosmos ecosystem to, to take advantage of this actual incredible ecosystem that's already there and that may not have the eyeballs that it actually deserves. And I think that's going to be something to really look forward to. I know personally from, you know, loop learn perspective, I'm actually very excited even to come into Cosmos and to start working with a lot of these, uh, a lot of the chains that are already in Cosmos to start, you know, building education and um, build a way that we can kind of educate the rest of crypto and the mainstream about, you know, uh, Cosmos and what's available. So I think there's amazing opportunities there as well. So, um, yeah, very excited about that. I completely agree. Yeah, great, great word, Simon. Um, and as far as kind of, you know, people expecting a similar amount of capital available on other chains, Tor, as, as to your point, I don't think that's an issue. I mean, I think builders just love to build, right? Like we don't actually care about money. We just need enough money to survive and we're good. Um, but what we really enjoy doing is is building stuff and, and um, you know, like working on, on our projects. And I think, you know, as long as we can find a home with enough food in it um, to do that and a good internet connection, um, then we're usually happy. Uh, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. And as Midas said, you know, at the beginning of Terra, Terra, like when, when we started building on Terra, Terra was really small as well. Um, and, you know, we've been happy there ever since. Um, you know, we've obviously seen our net worth go up a lot and come down a lot, but uh, we're still building and, and that's, what we're, that's what we're mainly focused on. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if even as a community, we need to reach a consensus as to which chain to move to. I'm pretty sure each project's probably going to work out which chain is best for them. But I think the great thing about Cosmos and about the actual, you know, the underlying tech of Cosmos is IBC and it doesn't matter which Cosmos chain you go to. And I think over time that those bridges are only going to get better and smoother. And, you know, in the end, all of the projects in Cosmos are going to end up working together harmoniously as kind of, you know, one broader community, you know, even if it is separated into kind of these like smaller sort of sub communities the sub community thing is is the interesting piece right like because i feel like there's a very strong ethos even within the terra community and as you fragment that community you fragment that ethos and once once you land on a layer one as much as it's like we're in this ibc enabled ecosystem you will find that some of these layer ones have stronger or more clear ethos than other chains and you start to take on more and more of that ethos the longer you build for that ecosystem, even if you're not building exclusively for that ecosystem, it, it sort of infuses into you. People who, who have built in secret for its technical capabilities have become like very strong privacy advocates because the more they build in it, the more they see that utility and they see that value. And that, that tends to scale across the entire IBC ecosystem. Now that gets infused into every other IBC chain. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's thinking about it. If what's happening now with the Terra ecosystem, like, first of all, it's too soon to, you know, completely fragment, right? There was so much that was gained from being extremely collaborative within the ecosystem specifically of Terra and innovating on top of UST. And that energy shouldn't be lost or fragmented or otherwise. But there's all these sub-communities that already existed on Terra, like the NFT sub-community on Terra. Is that going to splinter? Are people going to end up on like Solana or are they going to stay on like an IBC-enabled chain like, like Secret or Stargaze or something like that? Like That's an open question, but there's 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 a lot of utility in keeping that community together and not fragmenting just yet, especially when there's so much overlap between these different projects. And of course, there's tons of overlap between 
all of the DeFi projects that were built on Terra because everybody had the same you know capital across multiple applications, everything interoperable. Um, it's it's really really tricky. Um, but I don't think anybody's ready to just lose their identity in this and lose their communities in this. Uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be really hard. Everything is very fluid right now and uh, th things are going to have to change quite a bit. Besides I, I the, think... I was going to say, besides the reset of the chain and, you know, whatever uh, new sort of like token model and all the other stuff that happens on Terra, whatever that sort of new vision ends up being. I think a lot of people who are more retailed, like let's say not necessarily developers, but who are either people that just participate on the chain or have like maybe some NFT projects or businesses on, on chain. Uh, I think many people don't know, uh, like we're too small to really know whether to make a, like a, a business decision based on community alone. And the reason is because uh, we're sort of like little fish in a big, big pond with whales. And the reality is, is like uh, a lot of the destiny of wh what happens with TFL, for example, uh, almost certainly has to do with like where things like uh, venture capital money and all this other kind of capital comes from. So it's not as easy as just sort of like flipping a switch and saying, okay, we're, we're off and away. There's so many of the big uh, investors and funds and whatnot that got so wrecked, I would think, in this episode, uh, unless they are specifically committed to uh, bring a lot of capital in. Um, I think the it, it's hard to make a decision about, yeah, go somewhere, build on Terra, the new, whatever the new Terra is, et cetera. Because like, if you have an NFT project and you have a family to feed or whatever, you don't necessarily have the luxury to wait until all of those people decide to do whatever it is they're going to do. So I think people individually uh, as either companies or businesses, individuals, whatever, uh, sh should kind of like feed their family first, number one, uh, then think about like loyalty to your individual community. Uh, and then number three, like decide where that's going to take place and like think really carefully about like the ethos that you want to be in like Torah saying like Tom was saying you know do you, do you have like uh, a layer one that like speaks to you does it uh speak to you from the perspective of like uh it, yeah there's obviously technical things like can you actually deploy your project there and such but also like what's going to differentiate um your project there you know there's so many decisions to be made um, you know, whether it's within Cosmos or otherwise, but, um, yeah, I think to them, I think very carefully, uh, and, and it's the worst time to be having to do a bunch of research. Cause obviously that's time consuming as well. That can take months to figure out where you're going and, you know, research doesn't feed families, uh, and such. So, um, yeah, I, I just like, this kind of summarizes the situation in my mind, as far as like what people need to be thinking about here. Yeah, good Should point. We... Um, Go ahead, man. I was just going to say, like, some things that would be really awesome to see as well would be kind of things like easy on, easier on-ramping, um, you know, or even into Cosmos and kind of the easy access stuff that Terra had, um, which are not necessarily there. But also, I think it's important to look at it. I think, you know, a lot of people look at, at Terra from the outside and, and also saw one big united community, but it wasn't necessarily all like that. And I mean, 
and it's kind of hard to even within the different dApps you know there's obviously the nft community that was separate even within the, the nft community there was these own little sections and sub communities but even within the protocol level there was you know there was almost like little pockets and little bubbles and little communities where um there was still a splinter there that was maybe not seen right and i can only talk about it because we were you know almost slightly on the we we're on the outside of it for for quite a period of time where there was kind of a, like a network of protocols that worked and they were very inter- interoperable together right but then there was also kind of a lot of fringe protocols that were kind of um you know put to the side like and that could have been out of their own doing or for whatever for whatever reason but i think that's also important to see as well that there were there was still some splintering within the Terra community and i think it can still survive across you know ibc by having certain protocols that are interoperable with each other stay together and have different ones. And, you know, with obviously um, Cosmosm and, and IBC, it's, it's really easy to still be interoperable across different chains. So I think that's cool. And I think also, you know, the big, one of the biggest things about Cosmos is that if there isn't a fit on the chain that you're working on, because the contracts are, are very migratable, you, you could actually, you know, spin up a, your own L1, right? You can spin up your own chain. And I think that's, that's one of the beauties of, of Cosmos and shared security and all this sort of stuff as well. I would second what Simon's saying about a bit of fragmentation. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see how much the community fragments here. Uh, I'm hoping it tends to stay together more. And, and I'm, I'm hoping most of these protocols ex- continue to exist because there's so much development talent, so many builders, so many builders who are doing incredible work in the Terra ecosystem who now have a lot to offer the rest of the IBC. Um, in particular, though, I think something like Astroport that became so central so quickly to a lot of Terra, if they manage to port the decks over to a particular chain, that could bring like a large chunk of the community. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see if some of these like larger protocols that had like major influence drive others to follow them. But it, it also may be a situation where, you know, whoever moves first starts a cascade. Uh, I know Tom and Simon from from Loop on your spaces yesterday, you were saying, hey, we feel like we need to give it a week to see what happens with TFL, see if, you know, we're going to get a a Terra restart. Does that make the most sense before really evaluating? Um, But I wonder if, you know, we're going to see an announcement in the next few days from uh, a larger Terra protocol saying, hey, we're going to Secret or we're going to Juno or wherever we're going uh, and that to start to move other folks to follow along. You're, you're going to see individuals probably make declarations. I don't think there's any chance of like a community-wide consensus on anything like that imminent, just because, you know, if you don't already know what the consensus is, then it's not going to form, right? Like if, if, if there was going to be a consensus that happened tomorrow, we would all already know what it is. 100%. Happens. I think, but, um, I think, oh, sorry, go on, Tom. No, no, go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think probably what we'll see is we'll see, because as Simon was saying, I mean, I feel like Terra was already sort of fragmented, and not fragmented, that's a bad word, that's kind of got a negative connotation, but there were kind of like these little sub-communities within Terra, right? And there were kind of, you know, protocols which worked really well together and which were kind of, you know, partners, um, like, you know, we obviously collaborated like strongly with um, with Angel Protocol and, you know, there were like there were a few other protocols who we had really close connections with. And I feel like what might happen is that those kind of groups or sub-communities within Terra will then choose to move across to a chain together. So instead of like the whole of all of the protocols on Terra moving to one chain, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. I think probably, you know, groups of dApps will move across to a chain together and and continue to work together and collaborate in the same way they were working together. And as Simon said, I mean, there's there's also the possibility of um, new 
Cosmos chain spinning up as well, right? Like it is quite easy to spin up a new Cosmos chain. So maybe some of the larger protocols like, you know, something like Astroport or something like Mars, um, you know, they might just decide to spin up their own chain. In fact, I, I remember Larry from Delphi talking about um, he, he kind of wished that Mars had launched on their own Cosmos chain um, so that they could then list on um, list on Osmosis, right? Because no um, Terra alt coins could list on Osmosis due to the IBC issues. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen is that, you know, everyone's going to choose kind of, you know, groups like groups of dApps will, will move to chains and then maybe a, a couple of new Cosmos, we'll see a couple of new Cosmos chains spin up as well um, and maybe host like a, few, a community of a, a few different dApps there. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I think. I mean, the question is, what do we, what do we want to have happen? You know, let's all think about what the end state we actually want to be the, the more fragmented whatever happens next is right you lose even more in the short term because all of that coordination is now spread across multiple ecosystems with even more fragmented uh joint uh, motivations or influences it's it just gets it just gets really really weird really really quick and i, I just don't feel like there's consensus on where we're where we're trying to go like what is the part of Terra we're trying to preserve like if i asked all six people up on stage right now and i said what is the thing about Terra that we're trying to preserve here within the IBC ecosystem? Would you guys all have the same answer? <laughs> Probably not, but I think one <laughs> thing we'd, we'd all love to see preserved would be a decentralized stablecoin. Uh, but unfortunately, I think that's the thing which is most difficult to preserve. And uh, well, we're, we're obviously not going to preserve it because it's already gone. But I mean, we might all try to work towards rebuilding it in some way. But yeah, apart from that, you're right. I don't think there'd be a consensus. Yeah, I would kind of second what Tom's saying that for me, it's the decentralization uh, and particularly of a decentralized stable. That's, that's what really inspired me to get involved. Um, but, but you know, Midas and Sethi earlier were pointing out that like, hey, we got to save the community first. Um, and Tori, you're making a great point that it's going to be hard for us to, to migrate en masse. We are very, very likely to see quite a bit of fragmentation here. My guess is that the people in the Terra ecosystem who agree with that statement, like we were attracted by the idea of a decentralized stablecoin model. That's going to be the trickiest thing to do because what we were left with is now a model that didn't work as 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 much as we wanted it to work on the scale oh, 100%. We it to work for the time that we wanted it to work. So now it's like that that's the first thing we're losing. We're losing that identity, we're losing that motivation. A lot a core belief that people had that this was the one, this was the way it was going to be has been, you know, not just called into question, it's kind of been eviscerated. But there's the remainder of the ethos and the identity of the community around this like cross collaboration between builders. There were a lot of people building on Terra not only for the, you know, the stablecoin model, but just for the community purposes, including a lot of the NFT projects, uh, you know, that wasn't as reliant on the stablecoin model, but was more reliant on just like the innovation. I, I, I think there's a lot to gain from keeping that community of innovators together in a single environment where there's already the infrastructure to support it, or there's already like real world integration of the ecosystem, move that. And then we figure out how on top of that, we can rebuild this decentralized stablecoin model through through whatever means and maybe it'll be like five competing models that then have to be tested but instead of integrating it at the very very core of the l1 what we've seen is that's a systemic risk to everything else that tries to build on top of that surface maybe this has to be experimentation at the application layer within that ecosystem but yeah let's 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 not fragment the builders and let's let's try to say like my, this is my advice right i certainly don't speak for the Terra community at this stage like all i can do is kind of say where we were and what we learned it's easier to keep the builders together and the ethos together if you build it around something that you're actually going to have in your new home. And if the ethos was around the decentralized stablecoin model and you're moving somewhere without one, 
or that has a similarly flawed model, right? Like we don't just move this to Tron right now just because they're trying to replicate it. <laughs> right. that, would be the, that would be the very worst option. So, you know, that's, that's all I'll say about that is like, we, yeah, it's a, it's a identity crisis, but we can't let that crisis throw off the idea that we have to stay committed together towards finding that path. I think that's a really great point, Tor. Um, and, and to kind of build on that, I think a lot of folks saw uh, the decentralized stablecoin as like Terra's killer app. Uh, and so I think that's why we're, you know, we've seen a lot of people copy it recently and we're likely, we're likely to see some capital go that direction. But if the builders hold together, it's going to attract capital uh, back within the Cosmos ecosystem to wherever folks land. Um, and a lot of folks more broadly, to your point about NFTs, see NFTs as like the new killer app for crypto, uh, for Web3. Uh, so, so I think if that community can stay together, if you know folks in like the Galactic DAO, I know we have Karma in the space and elsewhere, um, make a move together, like there's a, there's a big opportunity to retain a lot of value and hopefully bring a lot of value to a new chain. Um, I also know we did get Jay up here as a speaker I saw, so I'd, I'd love to get his thoughts too, if that's an opportunity. Can I just something real quick, just before we jump in, just on what Tor said. Um, I agree and disagree about keeping all the community, and no, all the, not the community, but all the builders together. I, I don't know. I, I still think that there, there is that fragmentation in Terra, and, and I can only speak maybe from our perspective that, you know, it's almost that almost getting it gives for example just take loop finance for example it also gives us the opportunity to come more into the light of where maybe we didn't i don't know maybe we were overshadowed in certain certain shape or forms in the community that were already existing and maybe things will change because obviously luna luna will be different and there won't be that luna apex asset but i still feel that there was you know some very core kind of core groups within terra and that the rest of the ecosystem didn't really see the light of day too much they really didn't get the attention or the or the kind of even even the even revolutionary protocols that didn't get the attention that they needed. So some fragmentation may actually allow that to kind of come out more and to be to, to actually see some revolutionary protocols that are being built, you know, that weren't necessarily overshadowed by a core, you know, a core six or seven protocols that had most of the liquidity and, and VCs and attention. But instead, you know, maybe they will have be in a pocket, but then there was also a pocket of, of protocols that are like actually building really hard. And they still get, you know, they get um, users and TVL and attention and, and and tap into community. So I think that's also another thing to consider too, um, as well. And sorry, Jay, I'll pass it back to you. I didn't want to cut off. Sure, sure, that's okay. Thanks, Simon. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, uh, Jay here uh, from, uh, of course, Yellow Both. Uh, I think some of you know that uh, I run a nonprofit uh, here in the Philippines. So I, uh, yeah, I joined. Uh, you know, Terra uh, early 2021 last year uh, and or maybe late 2020. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think everybody is right that, uh, you know, we were really attracted. I was really attracted with the decentralization, uh, decentralized stablecoin uh, sort of unique value proposition for Terra. Uh, but of course, uh, I, I think it's not only that. I think there was a way we're in, uh, of course, though, uh, you know, has that charisma. And I think uh, maybe the early, you know, I, I think Mirror, uh, Anchor, and uh, uh, what's the what's the other one? Uh, I think Chai, uh, you know, we're, we're really uh, sort of very attractive for retail. And like, you know, even non-retail, like even for a lot of like newbies to uh, crypto or, you know, people have been doing crypto for a while. I think 
it was really a very simple uh, sort of, you know, suite of products or applications where it, you know, you can do investment, which is Mirror. You can do, uh, you know, you have like a bank, which is Anchor. And then you have, uh, uh, you have the, you know, you also have the, sorry, what's the third one? Um, yeah, you, you have this, uh, you know, you also have Jai, which is payment. So, um, so I think that really attracted me, especially I think at the time Chai was really, uh, you know, very much operational. I think now that, the, you know, in the last few months, I think that wasn't really there anymore. Uh, but I think that's what attracted a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of capital, uh, you know, came into Terra. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe now uh, that, might, that, might, that might pose a challenge, uh, you know, to the other projects that are building. Uh, but I think uh, I think m- many of you might have uh, seen that Kujira, you know, the liquidation protocol, uh, have already announced that uh, they're gonna build their own chain, uh, and I think they yeah they want to service uh, you know applica- uh, other applications that require uh, a decentralized liquidation uh, service or uh, you know uh, uh, program like that. So I so yeah I agree. Initially I thought you know there would be like a lot of uh, benefit if like the entire sort of ecosystem would be able to like you know maybe fork a fork or maybe you know go to another chain but you're right that you know there might be different requirements per project i think for a lot of nfts uh there we have a number of nfts that came from uh solana i think those are deciding to go back there uh i think most are also deciding to stay within cosmos because again it's easier to port um, what I'd love to see is, you know, I, I, I really, uh, I can't state this enough. You know, I got family members, I got friends, uh, and I'm dealing with that as well now. Uh, I, it's really like, you know, it, it's really, it was like almost ready for mass adoption. Like, you know, the, the, I, I, I without, you know, offending, you know, uh, secret here or, you know, the, from the other Cosmos chains. I, I do really believe that, you know, that, that we had the best, you know, UI, UX uh, experience, even when you compare it to Ethereum, Avalanche, and, you know, the other chains. I think uh, m- mobile, you know, all the other, all the other, uh, Ethereum has the other, uh, you know, uh, the other ecosystem with a lot of mobile applications, but I think Terra's uh, really had a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been beta testing the Leap Wallet as well. Uh, it's not public yet. Uh, it's really, you know, it's it, it blows away Terra Station and even uh, Kepler. Uh, so I, I think partly I, that was the other unique proposition of Terra, that, you know, this was really a chain that is going to onboard, uh, you know, anybody, like your mom, your even your grandmother. Um, and I think that's why a lot of teams will be struggling now, you know, because like, I've been, uh, I actually was in Cosmos first. Uh, so I found, you know, Atom first uh, and, you know, the Cosmos chain. So I actually, uh, I, I wasn't there in Enigma, but like, yeah, early in Secret as well. Uh, and some of my friends who were really like early, like 2012, 2013, was already in Bitcoin, was surprised that I was in Secret. But um, so I, I, you know, most, I, I'm familiar with the dApps or the, you know, even the wallets of uh, Cosmos. It doesn't really compare, in a way, uh, you know, to what has been built on Terra. Um, so th- that's what like really frustrates me uh, from that perspective. I was I was talking to my friends that you know if I was a billionaire, I'd buy I'd buy it, you know, and not think of the you know of the 
of the cause or the return. Just because, like, I really believe that, you know, we were almost there. Like, you know, it, it, it's like uh, the the way our nonprofit Yellow Boat uh, works is that uh, we work with the public school system. We empower them. We're like the the role Yellow Boat plays is like we bring the resources to these people. Uh, and then but they decide everything like, you know, if they, the we're Yellow Boat because, they're, you know, we have, we're an island nation and like there are kids who swim to school. So we provide like school boats which function like school buses but like you know in some areas they need bridges in some areas it's like very decentralized and i was like already i could already see like you know uh, a fisherman you know who have a smartphone because there are really cheap smartphones now who who would be able to access like an alice app in the philippines you know like uh for like uh, you know their savings would probably be like you know uh some somewhere around like 10 or 20 dollars a month and you know, being able to put that in Angkor, even even when it's like you know five percent, <laughs> not the twenty percent. Jay, what you're saying yeah. is you need to give me like we we you need like the hundred page slide deck, which actually you could make quite the pitch about Terra. Actually, that was one of the things like the number of actual useful features outside of the wreckage of the actual mechanism um, was so long and so wide. Like Jay's mentioning. Um, that it caught my attention as a more like hardcore, like uh, Bitcoin only type of person who skipped most of other DeFi. Everything Jay said is like 100% like the way I was thinking about this. And it's almost like you need to have like someone, you know, with a PowerPoint step in front of like a pretty sizable billionaire and just say, hey, you want to throw some money at this? We can make this work. <laughs> like, it's like, I know it's a, it sounds ridiculous, but like there's a lot of other garbage on this planet. You could throw a billion or two or $10 billion at, quite honestly. And um, especially in this like environment, it, it, so <laughs> at some level, like there does like seem like as a product, um, you know, there's something to be salvaged there and it has not been replicated elsewhere. It wasn't just UST. It was a laundry list of like yeah. literally a slide deck full of shit that you could like claim as useful things on Terra, right? And uh, if, if we... For Midas and the others, I'd just like to end that, you know, I'd like to highlight that Angel as well. I think Chauncey is here. So like, I really love like for Angel to be able to continue um even like with a five or ten percent yield uh it's it's gonna work for charities like you know a more sustainable uh endowment sort of program um and yeah maybe uh, after the others we can also like get insights from more uh of the i think a lot of like project leaders are here uh thanks everyone yeah I, absolutely jay i just brought up uh, tundra and karma but i think Midas is going to talk next we'll talk about yeah that. just one one brief comment like that's why i'm saying like we should go back to our uh, original vision which is the adoption and stability adoption it all it, it didn't mean like uh just bringing a lot of users it only it also meant like having a, the great uh, user interface and user experience that we could provide people so it will be so easy to to onboard them to DeFi that you know that that was like most like like the reason why a lot of people joined this right and and they loved the experience of Terra. Then we also had like the real world adoption. So find ways to to have these real cases like uh, Cato, like Alice, like Chai payments, like all this stuff. I think that also uh, is part of the vision that that uh, the Terra had at the beginning, right? And, and so if we combine that, if we can stick together to that original concept and 
work out from there because they're there you know after that a lot of stuff happened like decentralized money and a lot of mottos and and uh quotes that uh and and marketing messages that we created but the the main core message and where everything stemmed from it was the the adoption and stability later we went with the with the uh, decentralized money uh, and the decentralized economy requires decentralized money and all that um all, all those marketing messages but the the course message is the adoption it's like bringing people here and have a stable environment where they can um they, they don't have this volatility so i don't know i don't know if you guys are are with me on this but um at least for me, that's the only way that we can like save Stara or, or recreate something new from this and bring the community together. Because I think everybody in here was for for kind of the same stuff. Like I know that Luke, for example, Tom, and was doing all this uh, educational stuff and content to bring people to to uh, you know foster this adoption. I know that the Galactic DAO they were doing all this stuff to also bring new people into uh, like help other people and understand like the adoption of DeFi. Like CeFi was all fucking day long on the Twitter spaces trying to uh, bring people in and on like get them understand the adoption uh, part of it, right? So I think it all stems down to that message. Kind of like uh, like the secret network, if you, if you think about their core message, it's privacy, right? So if we think about the core message of Terra, at least for me, it has always been that adoption. I think that's a great point. Uh, the UI and UX was really best in class uh, and up there with any other uh, chain out there. I'd love to get thoughts from from Tundra about Nexus or, or Karma about the Galactic DAO if, if either of them wants them wants to speak. Yeah. So um, first, sorry for my sound. Uh, my headphones died just as I was waiting to join you guys. Um, I'm Karma from the Galactic DAO. A joy to a joy to join you. <laughs> Um, well, I just wanted to say, Midas, as always, you front run me on that topic because this is exactly what I wanted to brought up. That um, basically, I think for very many people ingrained in the ecosystem, it wasn't necessarily the stable coin that was the main product of Terra. It was the it was the ease of use. It was the absolutely unparalleled UI UX and the community that was not a product. Well, it may have been a product in itself, but it was also a supportive asset that allowed that UI UX to be used by noobs to be adapted more easily by new people because people were able on their own to explain the basic concepts that created and constituted Terra. So I think I will agree with you there fully um, that this this is the spirit that we may preserve and we may continue, uh, regardless of where the decentralized stablecoin may end up. Um, as sad as it is, as absolutely amazing um, as we considered its adoption to be, um, I don't think that this was our main and only ethos and we can salvage the most important part of Terra, which which is that very onboarding spirit. Um, I know exactly, we've, we've touched upon digital identity and NFT projects, and they had an incredible role in that as well. Establishing almost like a community ground layer for the entire protocol that allowed people to find smaller communities that are easier to identify with than the broader crypto ecosystem. Almost like establishing these little pockets of help 
um, and and little little web 3.0 collectives that then were able to onboard people into many new protocols. The Galactic DAO, for example, was partnering up with many TFI protocols on Terra with AMAs, with workshops for, for users and explaining how to do it. Um, and I think a part of this also makes me very sad now reading all the, you know, like Victory Lapper um, tweets uh, about people on Terra just not diversifying enough. Terra was an onboarding chain. Terra was a chain bringing new people into crypto. You do not diversify when you are new to crypto. That's not how this works. Um, so I think it's a huge loss, uh, but we can continue within that spirit. And many NFT projects especially may decide to leave the Cosmos IBC ecosystem, not just because they disagree with, you know, um, any fundamentals, but because it's now about more than the narrative, but also about search for liquidity and, you know, just constraints of other kind. But I genuinely think that we will rebuild. We just have to accept that moving somewhere else will not just be picking where we left off. We have to reinvent ourselves and accept that an era has ended before we actually enter that new one, because otherwise we will have no chance of succeeding, uh, you know, just being stuck within our, well, nostalgic sadness. Let's, let's name it like this. Thank you. Karma. And as you know, like my heart goes out to everybody in, in the galactic punk community and terror community more generally, obviously, the, the one thing that I will say there, because, you know, it's, it's sad and we're in mourning for, for what we are losing, right? that shared identity. If there was one piece of the cosmos or sorry, one piece of like specifically the Terra ecosystem that I would love to just take in, in all, not in part, because of exactly what you gain when you have that kind of collaborative spirit compounding on itself, it would be exactly that, like that onboarding community, that community that was built around identity and reputation because it was, it was precisely it was precisely where I saw our own ethos, like most closely reflected everything we've tried to build with secret and with privacy and all of that. There is 100% a home for those NFT projects, for those identity reputation projects immediately in our ecosystem. And we have multiple teams available that are, that are especially concentrated on that because that hasn't left, right? UST is kind of dead one, one way or the other in its current form. And that's being mourned. And people who built on top of that stablecoin model and that identity, we already talked about, we, we can't try to get that back, but that communal spirit, that human centric spirit, those kinds of use cases that lived on Terra because of the community, if the community is moving somewhere and we want to rebuild those technologies and we don't want to lose what we had in those communities and watch that community fragment to Solana and everywhere else, you know, we're, I will, that's the one thing I want to stand up strongly here and kind of say, right? I know everybody's got their own considerations, but please consider integrating with the infrastructure we already have for that with our secret agents program, with our NFT community, where we think privacy is essential to all of these identity, reputational, community, DAO use cases. Like this will be the foundation for that going forward, rather than see everybody peace out from the IBC ecosystem, end up on Solana and realize they only care about number go up. Please consider coming specifically to our ecosystem where there are so many people who are deeply passionate about those core ethos points that you just so eloquently described. Like that, that is what we have. That is what I want to preserve most of all from the Terra community. And if we can keep that community together, even in just the short term, right, that is, an, that is value 
that we can keep because that's the value that touched so many people where Terra was their first stop on their crypto journey. We can keep that energy and we can keep that potential of onboarding the millions and billions of users who haven't yet experienced decentralized technologies and how they can be empowered by them. To uh, add what you're, oh, sorry, sorry to, give me one sec. Uh, to add what to, to what Tor is saying, I like this is a huge stress test for the whole Cosmos and IBC ecosystem. And you know, Tendermint performed. Cosmos didn't go down. Terra was only only went down when the validators decided to take it down. Uh, it's a great sign for Cosmos that things went so well under this incredible stress test. Um, and I did just pin a tweet Tor that you retweeted earlier about. Um, some of the survival that Secret has done in the last five years, surviving bear markets, surviving, you know, SEC issues. Uh, so for folks who are interested, maybe check that out uh, and I'll pass it off. Um, thanks, Connor. Um, yeah, I completely agree with Jay and Midas and Karma. Like one of the, the amazing things about Terra was just how easy it was to onboard people, you know, onto the Terra ecosystem. But unfortunately, I think a big part of that was just UST itself. Like obviously for, for normal people who haven't been in crypto before, Having a stable coin as kind of the base currency um, just made life, you know, it was very intuitive. And even being able to pay gas fees, right, in UST, like that makes sense to people. Whereas if you have to pay gas fees, I remember when I first started using Ethereum, I was like, you know, what's this? Like, what, what, why? And I, why do I have to pay gas in like another token when I was interacting on, you know, Aave, for example? Hang on, why do I suddenly have to pay gas fees in ETH? You know, it, it, it like didn't actually make sense to me intuitively. And obviously, as you learn, you know, it becomes natural. But I think, you know, understanding to pay gas fees in 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 UST that was really easy. And so, and also just the on easy onboarding of fiat as well, right? Like Transact or Cato, you know, being able to just get people to go straight from the 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 fiat balance straight into UST and hold that, that kind of currency and then from there start branching out into Luna or into Loop or into Kuji or into whatever other currency. I mean, you know, just having that base layer as a, as a stable coin was what made life so easy. And then obviously Anchor as well. Again, it's like a very bank-like product, right? You know, just a whole lot better. You're earning a, a yield on a stable coin. Like what, what could be easier to understand than that? So I think, unfortunately, that's what has been lost. And, you know, I do agree we should, like, try to keep that and try to make onboarding one of our core goals. And, you know, at Loop, of course, we've, you know, been work that's kind of has been our focus all along with Loop Learn and um, everything. But it's just, I feel like it's just going to make life a whole lot harder now um, if we, even if we do move to another Cosmos chain or any other chain, really, because no other chain offers that, that um, you know, that stable coin as the base layer, which, which I think is what made, made life so easy. There's no question that UST, like, <laughs> was everything to Terra as a chain. Like, that was the point. That was that was everything. But then I do think that foundation, you know, it's still just the technology and the humans using the technology kind of have their choice of what to make with it now. Now that we're all here, what are we going to do? And then how are we going to get the new people in based on not just, like, they can touch a stable coin, but, like, there's so many NFT-based use cases, identity-based use cases, metaverse use cases that we're coming to Terra that now won't come to Terra potentially. It's like, I, I definitely don't want that to be lost. I'm going to keep this space open. I have a call for the next 30 minutes. This could go all day as far as I'm concerned. I'm just going to mute myself and let everybody keep going while I get on that other conversation. Um, and we have co-hosts, right? So just keep feel free to like keep tagging people up to come here on stage. I know there's some secret people who wanted to share their stories. I know the Sienna team is up here who wants to talk a bit. Um, but yeah, let's let's just keep bringing people up so they can kind of ideate on the path forward here for all of us collectively. And I'm going to shut up.
Thanks, Tor. Really appreciate you hosting this space and putting us together. Uh, I know it's been great for the Terra community to have this opportunity to talk about like what's next. Um, Simon, I see you've got your hand raised, but I want to get to Tundra um, because I'd love to hear about thoughts from like what Nexus Protocol is thinking um, and kind of get Tundra's thoughts. And I, I know we've also got Ellie up here as well uh, from Secret and the Sienna Network. Uh, so let's do Tundra and then um, Ellie, and we can kind of go from there. Um, hey guys, um, this is the first. This is the first spaces that I've been on in three days. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, I just got a wave of emotion. Hey, it's totally, totally understandable. Um, take your time. And if you, if you want to take a sec, that's totally cool, too. <clears throat> so I'm curious. I'm curious how you guys are feeling about, um, like, going forward. Are you, are you thinking that, are you thinking that maybe, like, you know, going into more of like a vanilla L1 model um, where there's a token. The, the big question that I think I have, and I'm definitely curious from, from people in the audience, like what you guys think of this. But the question that I have is like Doe and TFL, like their involvement in this new this new chain, like is, how, how do you guys feel about that? Is it a situation where Doe, like if this has a chance to survive, and this is all, just your own personal opinion, but if this chain has a chance to survive, is it is it a situation where like Doe and TFL um, have to be in like the the back seat and like Doe can't be front center at all, or is it like like Doe and TFL can't be involved at all, like period? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like your guys' thoughts on that. I personally think you know I still support. I support his vision, you know, even though this was, a, I feel like this is like the, the, the spaceship which blew up, right? Like the rocket, which, which didn't make it, you know, he's trying to build something that I think we all believe in. And, you know, just because this particular iteration didn't work, I hope he personally continues to, to try to make it work and to, to actually build an, you know, an algorithmic stable coin, which does work. Um, so yeah, I would a hundred, I'd a hundred percent support their involvement. I think it would be a massive loss if they, they didn't be involved. Um, I think you know, they've got the most experience of all the teams probably in crypto trying to build an algorithmic stablecoin. And so, yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that like algorithmic stablecoins are on the table anymore. Um, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I mean, whether it's an algorithmic stablecoin or whether it's some kind of decentralized, collateralized stablecoin, do you know what I mean? Like just building a stablecoin, which isn't necessarily owned by one single company, um, I think is, you know, is a, is a valuable vision uh, for for crypto. Just from, just from what I've kind of heard um, and just the the few conversations that I've had, the kind of like, it seems like the the immediate sort of decision-making is like, do we fight to get um, like an L1 chain stood up, just vanilla, just and get legs underneath, and then um, and then see what the more more like the strategic long term vision is, like once we've established that. And but I'm yeah. not sure I, if that's necessary right now. I mean, I feel like there are all these other cosmos, like obviously secret, you know, who we're talking to here, and then there's Juno, and then there's you know Osmosis, and there's a bunch of other cosmos chains that already exists and that we could move to probably more easily and join with their communities. I don't see what value there'd be in creating a vanilla L1 Cosmos chain um, right now, um, which doesn't have a, a, a stable coin as it's kind of like base layer currency. 
Um, but that's yeah, that's me. I think uh, Tundra. Uh, I think your your question is really more around like uh, number one, TFL as an organization. At this point, does it actually attract negative attention, even though they're obviously fantastic builders? I mean, there's no question about that. See, that's the thing. Like the the media sort of likes to eviscerate the uh, yep. the team and such. And I know it's easy to eviscerate, like you know, an error that could have happened, you know, that led to a financial attack. I get that. And the, and I think the lesson there is that, you know, the number of possible attack vectors are really, really wide. But we should note that the systems worked the, the uh otherwise the way they're designed without any smart contract failures right like number one like you know we didn't have some of the usual exploits and hack problems that a lot of places have had so i think that's says something about the quality of construction now whether anyone on this planet has fully figured out like how to govern like you know whether it's governance from a government perspective whether it's governance from a decentralized you know uh, l1 perspective uh whether we figured out a full way to decide like you know what is too much centralization of leadership versus what isn't um right like this is kind of like uh this is like the lisa moment for apple right like this is when uh the shit hit the fan but like really you had like amazing people building amazing things and it was just kind of like a you know just a disaster basically right well, it's really encouraging to hear that. I mean, you know, from my team's point of view now, we're we're trying to, you know, determine next steps. I think like for me personally, um, the way that my brain is wired, and I think this is just if you spent if you've spent t time, well, my background, like I, I had to deal with like a lot of like stressful situations, crisis type situations. And so my brain immediately goes into like problem solving mode. And like the whole world's like burning down around us, like, um, yeah, Nexus, like, yeah, the, the equity in Nexus is like completely gone. Like I personally lost a ton of money in Luna and UST. Um, but I don't think I've like fully like taken any time to step back and like process stuff really. Um, like I think it might, yeah, it might take a little bit of time, but, but it's, it's really encouraging to hear that, um, that I mean, it sounds like you guys are, I mean, optimistic that like, you know, maybe we could stick together. It's, it's tough for me because the role that I played at Nexus was community development and amongst, you know, many other things, but I formed relationships with a lot of you guys. And so it's really painful to think like, you know, maybe we need to go build in a different ecosystem. Um, you know, what does that next step look like? I think that's really painful for me because I would prefer to be building for you guys. Um, but, but, you know, I think there's just so many complexities here. So many people in different groups that need to be not made whole, Ma being made whole is impossible. I don't, no matter, you know, one thing, one thing I'll just say, like regarding this restructuring thing or whatever ends up happening from that. Um, and, and don't, don't blow me up in my DMS. I'm not involved with this, but, um, yeah, one thing that I'll say about it is like, um, no matter, no matter what they do and they is like this, like blob of people. Now I know like you can't, you can't really single up a single one person out or a group, um, whatever, whatever ends up happening in terms of this, like chain restart, 
like with in terms of like snapshots right so like the equity needs to be carried over in some way like snapshots need to be taken for b luna holders and luna holders and um all sorts of different different things like you know what do you do with ust do you take snapshots ust do you like let people redeem ust that held it all the way through like no matter what they do um there's going to be disenfranchised people that like get absolutely fucked out of like every single thing so people like got that got fucked from this whole like collapse in the first place but then like because of the way that the restructuring happens they'll get fucked out of like getting any compensation in the form of equity in a new chain um because like maybe they panicked and sold ust to the centralized exchanges or maybe they that's what they should have done and they they should have you know they should have gotten out through the centralized exchanges and not you know held it to the very end and like n- nobody knows how that's how that's going to play out um so yeah so i think like for me i need to take some time to like collect my thoughts my emotions um same thing with my team my team is like really fried from all of this like we've we had liquidations in our vault um because the price of luna fell so fast and there was a spam attack on the network and yeah liquidations happened um I'll, tundra i just want to say like i i really appreciate you sharing like i know this is hard for you um and i i think i speak for everyone in the community but uh if you need to take time away or or anything you need or or just want support like we're here for you and take the time you need uh it's okay to go dark for a while uh if, if that's what you need because this is a really challenging time uh you know i i said this at the top of this call but i think a lot of folks feel like they they lost someone very close to them um and many other people have lost like a large portion of their net worth or or what they spent the last year or more longer building uh, so like these emotions are normal. Um, and you know, that's why we're having a space is the community is here for each other. We're, we're going to keep building. Um, we're going to grow resiliency and I'll say in like my personal life, I, I've had to like reset twice before. Um, I believe in you and, and your team and, uh, and I really appreciate the, the work you've done. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, in terms of like the network restructuring, there's going to be disenfranchised people regardless of what they do. It's just a, a matter of trade-offs. If you've built anything before you, you'll understand that every single thing that you do as a builder is trade-offs. Um, so I would expect that, you know, I would be try to be empathetic towards that as you guys all weigh in. I think this is going to try to be, in my opinion, it has to be, it has to be organized in some you know, community-led format. It can't be one single person sort of taking the the reins and being like, "This is how the the equity formation is going to work around like this new thing." I think it needs to be more decentralized. I think that's, if anything, that's one of the biggest learnings that's come from this whole, you know, Terra experience, Fallout, whatever you want to call it. Like, we moved, we moved like too quickly, and we grew too big too fast, and a lot of it was because. And, and I'm not just to be very, very clear about this. I am not a put like applying blame to any specific person. I'm just talking simply about. About strategy and learnings, totally just strategy and learnings and just reflection. Like, I think one of the biggest things was we just moved too fast. And in this moment, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure from 
from various different, you know, angles, but one of them is going to be like, you know, we need to get the L1 back up on its feet so that like builders can like keep going because builders are running out of runway. Builders are running out of runway. And the reality is like, they need to make hard decisions about like sticking with this community or like going elsewhere to find, to find um, capital so that they can continue to keep their teams together because their teams have like kids and families and like mortgages and shit that they have to pay for. So, um, so like there is a sense of urgency, but at the same time, like if we move too quickly without enough voices and enough like real thought that's, that goes into however this restructuring happens, I'm worried that, that it's just going to be shot dead before it even like gets birthed into, you know, and, and yeah. And, you know, one other thing I'll say about this, that's, I mean, just more personal, or I guess like a smaller group of people are impacted by it, but like, in terms of the fallout and the, the damage that happened here, obviously you have Luna holders, the, the you could consider to be like equity holders in this network. You have UST holders, which were debt, you know, the debt holders of the network. Um, but then you actually also have builders and you have capital and equity that was destroyed um, from builders who lost everything. They poured their whole their whole lives into this um a lot of people left their jobs like me to come like build and so i think like builders need to be made whole and whatever this not made whole because being made whole for any of the groups is is not on the table i would encourage us all to not use those words being made whole it's not it's not going to be possible but i think whatever this new network infrastructure looks like i would i would um I would put forward that builders should receive some partial ownership of the network. What's tricky there is I don't know, like, you know, do you, I don't know how you distribute the ownership of, of the network to builders. Um, but I think that's really important because a lot of equity was destroyed in the event. And it's, and, it's an important discussion yeah. to have. I, I'm with you. Um, I do want to give a couple other folks a chance to speak. Cause I know we've had some people waiting, uh, Ellie, if you don't mind, I think Karma has some thoughts immediately on this. Uh, so I'm going to pass it to her first before I, I bring it over to you. That's cool. Um, uh, okay, awesome. Uh, Karma, it sounded like you had like a, a direct thing around this that you wanted to speak to. Yeah, basically, I just wanted to address. Thank you, Tendra, for sharing, you know, these feelings that I think very many builders have. On top of losing our own net worths, many of us have to deal with communities that we feel responsible for. And in addition to watching our chain collapse, we have to have thoughts about compensating people who believed not only in the chain, but in our products in particular. And I think it's going to be very, very difficult to separate these feelings from the overwhelming grieving that we are still, you know, doing ourselves. And I think it's important to recognize that no snapshot can make any of this right. And it's also, it's almost like force majeure, you know, it's not something we could have expected and expecting builders to somehow provide any answers. is just not going to work out in any way, except for burdening people who possibly lost the most in all of this fallout with just further things. So cut yourself some slack as well. We are all hurting together um, and we will get through this together. And I agree with you that we really have to be thinking about the people that constitute the value and drive value for the ecosystem that can still emerge from the rubble of this, um, which are the builders. So thank you. And Midas, word goes to you. 
Um, yeah, just just one thought here regarding what uh, Tundra was asking about the Doquan and, and having Terraform Labs. I don't think Terraform Labs has to be a part of the, the new story. Um, I do think the builders on Terraform Labs are very capable, but I don't think they should be regrouped in, a, in the same uh, company or whatever they are. Uh, on the on the topic of Doe, um, I always thought of Doe as the moral leader of Terra, like like the guidance, and in a little bit, uh, it reminded me to that uh, spirit of uh, Steve Jobs or or Elon Musk, you know that that rebato, that uh, attitude, and and that's I know that a lot of people like. Uh, didn't like his attitude, like his uh, badass attitude. I think that was one of the reasons we also got a lot of attention, but it's also one of the reasons that was our downfall in the end. Um, so I have mixed feelings about this. However, I do think that movements that do not have um, like strong leaders, so in this case, uh, we will all have to be strong leaders of uh, of the new Terra community or whatever it's going to be called or if it's going to stay here. Uh, on the other hand, I also know that people love a comeback story. People love all these stories, you know, like the fallen guys, uh, like those that fell on disgrace and then rise up from the ashes. Uh, Tundra, you, you might have more experience than that since you, you actually work on Apple and, and you know, like... Uh, how was the spirit there? But I'm. I think that um, that if we take on like having dough back or whatever, we have to be very critical, right? I think one of the big problems that the community had was that we weren't uh, vocal enough against what uh, what Dal was talking about, and I'm probably it's because he also had this cult. Uh, leader like cultish um you know uh, mystic form of of just delivering the content uh but anyways i i think if we're gonna be going forward um yeah i, I think we need some leaders and doc one was a good leader at that even he had his mistakes and whatever um but yeah i, I don't know i still have like mixed thoughts about this so we'd like to know about like the rest I think that's super fair to have mixed feelings around it. Um, I, I know I do as well. Uh, before we dig into that a bit more, I do want to give Ellie an opportunity to speak because uh, they've been waiting for a while. And I, I think the perspective of of from Secret, which has kind of been through a similar major downturn before, would be valuable here. If Ellie, if you want to talk to that for a second. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm the community manager for Sienna Network. Um, you know, obviously, this is a very sad situation. I don't, I don't want to come off as being out of touch. Uh, I just wanted to stop by and quick give a quick overview of who we are and how, how we can support the Terra community. So Sienna Network is a DeFi protocol built on Secret Network. We launched our front-running AMM, uh, front-running resistant AMM Sienna Swap back in October. And we recently launched Sienna Lend, which is the first lending protocol on Secret Network. And, uh, you know, we've obviously been watching the terror situation closely, and we would like to support the community and builders in any way we can. Uh, right now, we're ready to support any builders that may be thinking of migrating to Secret Network. Uh, you know, we're ready and we're eager to support you through funding, 
advising, developer support, and mentorship, whatever you need. Reach out to us and let us know how we can help you. Our DMs are always open. Thank you. Thanks, Ellie. I, I think that's good context. Um, you know, we heard from the Loop team earlier, Tom and Simon spoke to this. Uh, you know, obviously, Juno is, has been reaching out. Secret is, is providing a ton of support. And, and again, really shout out to Secret and Tor for setting the spaces up with us. Uh, I think it's really great for the community to have a space to talk uh, as we consider these things, you know, like Midas, like Tundra, like Karma have been saying, we have a lot of considerations as a community to make about like, okay, how can we stay together? How can we keep this strong network effect? How can we uh, port over some of the incredible um, apps and user interface and NFT projects that were built on Terra uh, and not lose everything out of this? Uh, so, so I'd love to just open it up to the floor of speakers of, you know, where's your head at now of how do you think we should proceed? Um, are you thinking, hey, I want to you know, diversify within the Cosmos ecosystem? Are you thinking, hey, I, I'm, I want to try this, uh, as Tundra said, like vanilla reset of Terra? What are you thinking? What I'm thinking right now is I need to take a week, a week off and, think, and think, about, think about what to do next. Um, I think like unequivocally, my team will stay together. We've like become super close, almost like brothers. And yeah, we're going to continue to build cool shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to think like, think through those types of conversations, but I don't think it's right now. I think in the meantime, there's just so much, there's so much ac action and activity that's happening right now around like how does this how would how would Terra uh reformat? Um I think there's maybe a conversation that's being held in Telegram. It's like a public forum. I'm not in the TG room. Um or also I think there might be something I heard somewhere on my Twitter. I, I just I haven't looked at Twitter really at all, but over the past few days, but um I just saw that Doe may have put put something up on Agora. So maybe take a look yeah, at that. Like Twenty sure. minutes ago, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'll pin it in here. So then maybe that's that's going to be the um, that's that'll be probably the the place where a lot of conversation will will be had, and then of course in Twitter Spaces and stuff. So yeah, I mean, if you if you have like the energy, if you have like the desire to see this thing like try like reboot, start over again, like you know, lend your voices, lend your thoughts, your minds to you know how that how that might look and work. Um be empathetic as you're doing that because even even if you think that you have the 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 best plan of attack or if you're reading somebody's plan of attack and and you're like criticizing it and you think you have a better one just understand that there actually is no perfect outcome here um like whatever you can come up with it's you could depending on your point of view it's suboptimal so i think a lot of people right now are going to be yeah is 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 shitty as this is to say like I think there's a lot of people who will be fighting for different compensation um, based on like how much of different assets they had. So like if people had like a ton of UST and no Luna, they're going to be fighting for more UST um, like equity distribution or the vice versa. Or so I think, I think it's likely to be like kind of like a bureaucratic, like, like just shit show essentially. Um, but but in the end, like we need to come to some some decisions on like how the equity would be distributed, uh, 
so yeah, I mean, I guess just be empathetic to that. And if you have the energy and the desire, then lend your minds, because I think the more people that look at that and the more people that weigh in, the better, the better off it'll be. I think moving forward as well, I, I think actually what you touched on was really powerful around, I think a big word as well is the word, you know, having grace, like in terms of, you know, these people that are going to make different decisions and we've got to be able to judge those people. Um, you know, from an impartial view or from a non-judgmental view about what different teams decide to do or not do, um, where they decide to go and all this sort of stuff is really important as well. Uh, and I, I believe that the terror community will take that approach um, because, you know, everybody's got in a different place. And as we've talked about, there's different needs. I think also whatever happens, I think this is also a great opportunity for the Cosmos ecosystem to work together even more than ever. In terms of, you know, we've talked about that leadership is, is what people follow. And, you know, finding ways in which we can really help onboard more new users into not just Terra and the new Terra, but all of Cosmos and really open up, you know, a channel where everybody's working together to try and um, work towards a common goal of bringing new users in because that brings new liquidity. And I know everybody's kind of working on their own initiatives and in their own different areas, but I think this is what made Terra so great was that it was a unified approach around bringing new users in from other chains, but also into crypto. And I think unifying cosmos with this vision um everybody's going to have their own sub community of cosmos and i know that everybody's already working towards that um but really putting our heads and brain together to really figuring out you know how do we really bring in the next generation um, of web3 into cosmos and terra how do we bring in the next generation from other chains from from you know and how do we onboard your aunt and your grandma and everybody who really might be spooked by crypto uh, in some shape or form but they actually really need it in their lives so i think this is really important as well and I've just pinned that proposal and a tweet uh, in here for anyone who wants to take a look um, while you're listening to the spaces. Um, Steffi, do you want to maybe give your thoughts on, on what you're hearing here and, and what you're feeling today? Oh, and looks like we just lost Steffi, so my timing is impeccable there. Uh, open the floor. I don't know if Jay or Karma um, or, or yeah. Midas has any thoughts here. Yeah, maybe we can open it. Well, if you ask me, I'm... I'm the same with Midas, or uh, you know, I I don't know if uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure about you know the involvement of Do and like PFL moving forward. Like, uh, they might you know it might make sense to for them to be involved in like an advisory capacity. But I think based on you know all the things that I've seen, uh, you know, there's people who uh, you know, who are not with us anymore, and then. Uh, I think there are many death threats. Uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think if they're like an active participant in like uh, a new, I don't know how that's going to work, you know, if you're if you're always going to be looking at your back. It's a double-edged um, sword, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, like I could just see like, you know, you're, you have a conference and, you know, people might be throwing eggs at you, something like that. Uh, which is like you know the the probably the easy thing that can happen. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that will be healthy. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, I would just like to quickly say before we move on to you know admitting new speakers that for me personally, um, I think crypto is built on fucking up and improving. That's just the way it is. I think the fuck-ups here were quite substantial, but cannot be attributed to one team. We all knew our risks when we, when we got involved, and that's entirely on us. I think having a battle-tested team who 
have the courage to you know submit these ideas and bring them to such fruition um, was incredible. Uh, what we do, however, have to do going forward is drastically evaluate how this ecosystem functioned with each other between the users, the TFL, the leadership, um, and do it on a much more transparent basis. We also have to evaluate the toxic environment that we have created and that echo chamber um, that we have fallen into. Yeah, so I, I, I personally think that, you know, an underdog story is a very good story right now for us to have. However, we really, really need to learn from what has, what has happened. Otherwise, this entire catastrophe will have been for nothing. Um, I think that's a great point, Karma. And I think it was Simon said this a bit earlier, but hopefully this is going to drive us to uh, more interoperability within the cosmos too, where some of these protocols, I think we are going to learn, I, I know it sounds like Loop is, from, hey, we're not going to be reliant on, you know, just a Terra restart. We're going to look at, uh, you know, a secret, uh, a Juno or something else to, to work with as well. Um, so I'm really encouraged to hear these conversations and like the really frank, I guess, community evaluation that's happening here of how do we proceed? Let's consider like whether that, which, which way is the right strategy. And also let's let be really fair and look at our own selves and say, hey, did our community go too far? Did we ignore some doubters? Uh, which I know we did in some cases. Um, I'd love to have folks, if they want to request to speak and kind of come up and give their thoughts. Uh, I know we'd, we'd love to hear from you. So if you are in the community and want to come kind of give your thoughts on how Terra could restart uh, or how to move forward or just resiliency in the, in the face of this, please, please uh, do request to speak and I'll try to bring folks up. Looks like we have Jacob uh, first. So Jacob, I'm going to add you as a speaker. And uh, if you want to give your thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to step down, guys. Um, it's 3.30 in the morning here, so um, I'll listen to the rest of it. But thanks for having me up and um, and uh, look forward to what we can do together. Simon, thank you so much for coming. Hey, thanks thanks for coming. Appreciate it. I'm going to do the same thing, well. guys. I'll step down as well, um, but I'll, I'll stick around as a listener also. So th thanks so much thanks, for, um, for hosting this space, guys. And I'm sure we'll see you in many more spaces in the following days and weeks. And I uh, look yeah. forward to seeing what we can build together. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Simon. I really Thanks, appreciate guys. the Loop team showing up and, and it meant a lot. And it looks like Tor is back, so I'll pass it to him. Uh, Tor, just so you know, we're bringing a couple of folks up from the community to give their thoughts on moving forward and uh, how to go about it. Yeah, no doubt. No worries. Keep bringing people up as needed. I'm, I'm, I'm not planning to talk much more than I was, just letting people know that I was back and I'm, I'm still here. Oh, I would actually encourage you to keep jumping in, man. I, I love your thoughts and the kind of value you're bringing about how secrets dealt with stuff. But uh, sounds great. We'll pass it to Jacob here. Sure. All right. Hey, um, uh, I guess I want to begin with just like um, to, to everybody who was holding UST or Luna. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, I also want to maybe expand on something and, and just say that like the Terra team was incredibly, incredibly responsive anytime I worked on performance issues which are guys like that there there's a set of performance issues kind of endemic uh to cosmos and they're very difficult to chase and like before anything else i might get into i think it's really worth saying that doe personally facilitated introductions to team members uh who were working on kind of like the same matters and we collaborated 
there was never like, you know, I didn't have any like um, employment relationship with PFL. Um, but I can say that, you know, the Terra team contributed to various code fixes that are likely to improve performance throughout the entire ecosystem. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, very happy about that. that. That's kind of something I look for in all these chains, right? Is like, are they contributing back? In this case, to me, the answer is a very firm yes. Um, I would like to maybe actually begin by, by asking a question, which is, I'm aware of at least one theft of bridged assets. Assets that were bridged to, in this case, I think Binance Smart Chain. Um, and I think that right now, the only compelling reason to have Terra up and running is actually to rescue those assets. And I only really wanted to come up and ask how that rescue is going. I understand there's really a, a very good deal of Ethereum uh, in contracts that lived on Terra. I don't know if anyone wants to speak to that. It's not something I have been working closely on, so I don't have much context. I understand. And if nobody has any context, I, I also understand that. It, you know, it becomes such a, uh, a multidimensional issue when things go a little sideways. We certainly experienced that uh, with Juno with that contract 184, right? There, at some point, there becomes more issues than anybody can actually track. Um, and I do imagine that Terra is currently there. Um, so I'll just say that I wish everybody working on that the very best of luck. Um, and as for a way forward, I see a couple of kind of interesting threads. Um, one of those is, of course, Cosmwasm, which is becoming a standard throughout Cosmos. And I'll share with everybody, my opinion is that uh, we never actually, we still haven't seen Cosmwasm really, really shine because you need at least two, and frankly, likely more, permissionless implementations that have IBC enabled. Um, I, I have reviewed the current Terra economic situation in some depth. So like supply is dramatically inflated. Um, UST seems to be essentially broken. Um, and like, I don't know if there's a clear way back from that. But of course, I, you know, if I saw a proposal that, that, you know, outlined a clear way back from that well okay you know i i'd be good with that um however i you know i i my biggest concern at this time actually is that the chain is operating and i'm aware that there are millions possibly billions of dollars of foreign assets that are controlled by contracts on terra and the supply has been inflated to a point that may break the contract security systems. And I do understand that, like, you know, since the relaunch, um, in fact, a lot of things have changed. And I see a Gorik in the audience. Um, 
I'll tell everybody, I just posted a very long document to the Cosmos Hub forum where I outlined a, a hope. Okay, it's just a hope. And my hope is that we can work on contract compatibility because that's been the driving, not really contract compatibility, but compatibility period has been the driving force behind Cosmos. Um, some people have said that, well, it's, it, it's too late to, or sorry, too early to discuss, you know, migrating Terra projects. I've got to guess that if you're on those project teams, uh, it does not feel too early at all. Um, because, you know, there's not really security right now on Terra. Um, and then I suppose I'm going to conclude and then maybe pass the mic off to another speaker, unless anybody has any questions for me. And I'm really, really happy to answer any questions. Um, but like, I guess sort of the, 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 the final point is, yes, I do welcome trying to figure out how to reconstitute Terra, but I'm not certain that it's possible, especially when we consider being fair uh, to let's say the two and this part it's really unfortunate i want to say i don't see any wrongdoing here other than potentially too much optimism um like that we now have two opposing groups of users we have holders of ust and we have holders of luna the UST users were the conversion mechanism uh, brought back, and that was really a central feature of the chain. If that were brought back, then they're in opposition to one another, naturally, because the Luna holders get diluted by the UST holders, um, and the UST holders are really looking to reachieve that $1 peg. I guess with that, I, I will step down. I also want to say that if anybody does want to move to let's say juno or to osmosis or to and guys let me say what i consider to be ideal multi-chain contracts that communicate over ibc okay because like when you're building one of these things right probably one thing that a lot of authors um have realized and a lot of people have invested a whole lot of time here and a whole lot of money uh, is that having a single chain as a hard dependency might not be the best idea. So, you know, one thing that I think is truly on the horizon, but probably wasn't visible if you were building on Terra, is that, well, if you go and you look at the uh, Wasm decode base, you can see the ping pong test. With that, you can compose, I think, really interesting stuff that is likely impossible in any other ecosystem. Thanks, man. I I think we all appreciate your perspective up here. And that multi-chain model, right? That multi-chain deployment model is, I think, where the rest of the IBC universe was trying to head. And it was only hard to bring the Terra ecosystem along with that vision only because there were so many other competing priorities within that ecosystem. And there remains a competing priority within that ecosystem now, which is survival. And with any luck, 
that remains the competing priority for a while until everyone reaches a consensus path forward. So at least we're operating with more information or more reliable information than we than we had previously. Uh, and then after that point, I know you're saying like it's too soon, but also not too soon for builders to be thinking about these migrations or cross-chain deployments. Yeah, obviously, I think everybody here is already thinking about it. You know, they're already thinking about that next step since you already kind of got over the initial shock uh, of everything happening. And you, it's forced a lot of hard decisions for a lot of people. Uh, I think we're still at that education phase, though. So if there's anybody in this audience that hasn't looked into all of these other IBC chains and their plans for Cosmwasm development and adoption and cross-chain contracts, I think Secret, Juno, and, and Osmo all have that vision of like multi-chain contracts and cross deployment like ours is always to have these like multi-chain contracts where we are providing privacy as a service to all these other chains but also an issuance and settlement layer for all of these non-fungible and fungible assets that that is the vision there is no vision that doesn't involve that for us within the cosmos otherwise we also become a silo and there's certainly more growth possible in a combinatorial universe of multiple ibc enabled chains um and I don't think Terra was ever opposed to that vision. I just think there were a lot of competing priorities. And now we have an opportunity collectively to revisit that and think about what the role of each app, of each chain is going to be in this universe. I think the hardest adjustment is kind of thinking about does the future of Luna, or if, if the chain is reborn as something or forked, or if it, or like, is that a stable coin chain? If it is a stable coin chain, why is it more reliable than you know, what we just experienced? Is it better to have those models explored on other networks at the application there? Is it better to start up like multiple standalone app chains for exploring these models versus, again, re-centralizing around a single model like this that grew to this stage? I, I think it's going to take a while to rebuild confidence from the people who would be adopting that coin, which means it's going to be hard to build on top of that primitive for quite some time, at least to this scale. And that's going to be the right thing to do. It's going to take some time to build to that scale, and that's and that is the right approach after experiencing something like this yeah i tend to agree and and um actually you know secret is um let's say i got involved hesitantly because of the sgx technology but here's the thing since i got involved what i saw is a scope of things that wouldn't otherwise be possible um and it's you know absolutely worth checking out um there there's a set of trade-offs there and of course they're real but like if the poker the poker demo oh my god you, you can't do that anywhere else and then i i think i hope anyway that the world that we're heading toward is a chain where it, it not a chain sorry it, it, ecosystem of chains where each l1 is able to provide something just as compelling as that poker demo because the secret network poker demo is is mind-blowing i i think that every chain is is trying to reach that point and there's this huge conversation in the ecosystem right now right about like app chain vision versus generalizable chain vision and we're kind of we know that secrets currently kind of splitting the difference before cross-chain contracts are enabled not just on secret but on every other chain, you can build a bunch of highways, but if there's nowhere interesting to go, you're still gonna see a dominant portion of the activity 
on that or on that original chain like people are only going to be playing poker in in our ecosystem and not interoperating as much there might be one or two other places to go but we want there to be hundreds at that point we're a lot closer to achieving this vision and it's kind of a weird irony to say that like actually if we had been a lot closer to fulfilling that multi-chain vision then this would have been a lot more catastrophic if ust and terra had been even more interconnected so my head. I, I, I think there's a yes and a no to that. Because, okay, I mean, obviously, um, I talk a lot about inter interconnectedness, right? And uh, as an Osmo holder and as an Osmo validator, there was an impact to what occurred on Terra that was beyond, you know, anything that, that, that we provided to Terra, which really was, you know, at best, relayed, right? Um, Although we did, we, we had a wonderful conversation going about performance that I always really, really enjoyed and always got great responses from the Terra engineering team. Uh, anytime I'd bring up, oh, well, you know, try probably be in that might be a little faster, stuff like that. Um, but I think that the fulfillment of the multi-chain vision to some degree would have served to containerize the risk. Um, and I do view, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just share, I just posted a very long document in which I suggested that we fork the Cosmos Hub. This was also about risk containment. Basically like we have this, this very reliable hub chain um, it's going, we haven't added Cosmosm to it. Might not be that great of an idea to actually um, add CW to it and potentially destabilize it. But everybody who's arguing for CW on it has a really, really good point, which is that, you know, once Cosmosm is added, once you have contracts, the chain becomes easier to develop on and um, you can improve it. So, I, you know, I actually just wrote a very long document that I posted to the Cosmos Forum in which I suggested a fork. And at the end, we're really looking at containerization. Or, sorry, I said containerization, and I've said that twice. And I mean compartmentalization. That's a technique that's been used for a long time to keep ships from sinking. You have all these different compartments. Um, if the sealed doors are shut between the compartments, you'll keep air, water won't come in, and the ship will stay floating. Um, so, you know, while if we had reached the hundreds, hundreds of chains level, and then Terra had managed to export UST to all of those chains. You're right, the harm would have been even larger. Um, I feel like the flip side to this is that when we reach that hundreds of chains level, we'll likely have hundreds or more different implementations. Well, hopefully not hundreds or more. Anyway, many, many different ways of approaching the construction of a stable. Right. And then if anybody has any questions for me, happy to answer them. Otherwise, I'll probably step down. I just wanted to kind of uh, speak my mind. Jay, I've never spoken directly to you. Hi. Yeah. 
Hi, Jacob. Thanks for that. Uh, I, I think we uh, we might want to open the discussion to like the how the others are feeling uh, from the Terra ecosystem. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. Connor, do you want to bring people up here that, that you recognize from the Terra ecosystem specifically? Like that's, I, I think, the important voices right now to be emphasizing. And just to tie off, while you do that, to tie off Jacob's point, um, yeah, if this had been like an asset that had been exported to more chains, there would have been more risk. I mean, the risk of a stablecoin in general is that there's going to be competing models. Even if there's 100 competing models, there tends to be one like in these power law distributions that takes up the majority of adoption. And so no matter what, there's always a risk. If the most adopted coin ends up being the riskiest coin, there's really nothing to stop that outcome. So it really comes up to us as as builders to figure out what are the risks to these models? How can the multi-chain model be used to mitigate those risks? Uh, it's not necessarily by adding friction unnecessarily, but there needs to be a lot of education about like what the risks are to these under-collateralized models in particular. Um, and I think I think he's right that if we had had like six or seven more options for stablecoins in the cosmos, maybe there would have been a few less existential events, but there also might have been less opportunity uh, just because the liquidity on all these protocols would have been so much more fragmented. And a lot of the value to end users is in how concentrated the liquidity was. Uh, that's, that's just a tough architectural problem to get around. If all the value to the users comes from having very you know, centralized points of stablecoin liquidity or centralized points for marketplaces where buyers connect to sellers, you know, if those become the points of failure in the system and they happen to be very weak points, no architecture really stops that from failing. We just have to hope that the biggest six systems are also the most resilient systems. Uh, and there, there's no natural law to enforce that being the case. In fact, oftentimes the relationship is inverse. Uh, I see a couple of people I can add up. I don't know where, where everybody's around. I'll, I'll just start sending some. But Connor, feel free to bring anybody up here that you think um, would, be, would be useful to have in the conversation before my headphones die completely. Yeah, Connor, I can't hear you, by the way. I see you unmuting, but I couldn't hear you if we were talking. Jacob, can you try unmuting? Sorry, I've been that far. I'm, uh, okay. I'm here, but you can give. Um, well, yeah, th thank you for opening up this space. What's up, Tor? I, uh, um, yeah, this has been hard for me, and it's been really helpful to hear other people share their stories. Uh, like m many of us listening, I've lost more than I can bear. Um, we actually uh, got rid of our savings account and moved everything onto Anchor, kind of gave the banks a middle finger, and I guess they gave us a middle finger back. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not just the money lost. It's, it's like everything that you've been working for and building and the lights just go out and it happens so suddenly and you're just kind of left with this hole, um, inside. I'm hearing others talking about forking and a comeback. And I personally just can't imagine how that can happen. And it, to me, it almost feels like a hopium type thing. And I don't mean to. I'm just saying from my personal perspective, the trust I think has been lost. I wouldn't put my savings in a protocol like this again. Right. Um, and then I think there's something else that we have to be aware of is that 
you know, we had the on-chain liquidations, but what's happening off-chain is that, you know, the vultures are, are circling and, and they're poaching talent. Uh, that's what I believe is, is going to be happening. So um, we're going to see that, I think. It's just not, you just can't see it on chain, so you can't feel it. So I think that's another thing to take into consideration if you think that rebuilding is an option kind of on another Terra, so to speak. That's kind of like my two cents uh, for whatever it's worth. Um, but I think certainly for going on to other chains as an option, I think that that's um, kind of like a beautiful opportunity. The idea that we're built on IBC and Cosmosm and that we and that many of us can have the option to do that. I know that many protocols, although lost all their treasury and maybe doing that is not an option. And, and I don't know. I'm not sure how many on Terra still have treasury. Yeah, this is, and first of all, man, I, my heart goes out to you as much as it's gone out to everyone else. Like this just sucks. It really does. Cause no one, no one, no matter how much you plan for something like this to happen, there's no way to plan for something like this to happen, right? You can be mentally prepared. Maybe you can be fiscally prepared, but just, you know, it's, it's devastating in a way that's not really articulatable. So we'll start there. And I'll, I'll restate kind of what I said at the top of the space, which is a, which is a harsh truth that I haven't found a great way to express. But the reality is that a lot of promises were made with a lot of money where the money was really under collateralized. It was, it was backed by, you know, money that was, that was summarily burned. And then it, it really just became backed by the, the growth of the system. There, there wasn't really a there there by the end and good money was thrown after bad, right? To sustain the peg potentially. And like the new capital for that system has to come from somewhere. But the reality is that there wasn't as much money in the system as people assumed was in the system. And a lot of people built businesses, built plans and expectations on the idea that all of this capital 100% existed. And for people who are still forming, even in you know the event of a chain rebirth, like still forming ideas behind like all of this will still be there in the same magnitude, like things will somehow be the same and we can get back to that and build on the same expectations. You know, we can't move forward until we all collectively agree that that's not possible. It's not viable. It, it wasn't there. It's going to be some sort of iteration, but like all the expectations that people had need to be adjusted expectations. There's no way to get back to to that because it wasn't there and that sucks but at least it's it sucks for everyone and there now there's a collective expectation for okay how do we rebuild well we're going back to scratch as a lot of protocols are right in more ways than once and we go back to first principles in a lot of ways and the one thing i'll say based on like i started my career as a trader so i, I came from a financial mindset and came into the builder mindset as, while i worked in the space but the trader mindset is just, you know, you can't get anchored to prior expectations. It's also what you can't do as a gambler, right? You come into the casino with a thousand dollars, you lose a thousand, you lose like, let's say $900 and you're down to your last hundred. Well, if you come in with the mindset, I got to get back to a thousand and you do everything based on the idea that you got to get back to even got to get back to how things were or this, that, and the other, you will leave the casino minus that hundred dollars as much as you lost the $900. Like, and, and the last thing you want to do in this space is put yourself in a position where you're no longer part of the game. 
rule, rule one is survive. So don't, this isn't speaking to anyone in particular, but what you're saying kind of reminds me of that, right? Like for the people who lost treasuries or, or had their expectations kind of shattered by this, you know, we all have to adjust our expectations. And that is part of survival mentally. And then also operationally understanding what is actually going to be viable going forward and how we build into that reality is, is essential. But if you go in with the mindset of like, we have to get back to even, we have to get back to what expectations were, all you're going to do is put yourself in a hole that you can't dig out of. That's even deeper than the one you're really in. Please don't do that to yourselves because there's so much more value to create here and so much more to build in all of these IBC ecosystems and outside of them. There's, there's so much left to do. I think that's a great point, Tor, and I'm hoping you can hear me now. Um, yes, I can. Oh, excellent. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I think the builder perspective you're bringing is important. Like you said, you got into this as a, as a trader initially. That's how you got into the, the crypto and side of things. But we can't approach this as traders. Uh, I know a lot of folks um, lost resources, uh, but the bottom line is like, we're not going to be able to reconstitute all that, right? Like the, the attack happened. Um, the death spiral for UST happened. Um, I'm hoping that some of those resources will be reconstituted. Um, and because a lot of people have lost severely, but we're not going to get back to that level of, you know, 18 billion in uh, supported market cap. Uh, and to your point, and as we kind of saw through this last week, it wasn't fully supported. Uh, it wasn't backed one to one. It was, uh, it was an algorithmic stable coin. And, and this, to some extent, was a, a risk and a, a horrible outcome. Uh, but I, I think there is hopefully a phoenix to rise from these ashes, right? Of, you know, if we take this perspective of, okay, great, we're going to reconstitute as much as we can, but more so we're going to build. We're going to take these lessons and we're going to build new protocols. We're going to, you know, bridge Terra protocols over to Secret, over to Juno, over to Osmosm. Like that, I think, is where there's actual potential and and I think is going to be our, our best route forward is taking that resiliency and trying to build something new and beautiful and, and grow out of it versus trying to just recreate the old. Yeah, exactly. Jacob, thanks for coming up, man. I mean, it's, I know how hard it is to kind of speak about this at all right now. So I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And yes, we will. I do believe that all of us will look back at this day. Some of us will look at this day as the, as actually the turning point. In, in our in what we're building in our protocols in our career. And I hope that I hope that most of us can can look back at this day in that way. There's Agreed. always a random it's tough to have that perspective now, but I think it's really important to think about it like, okay, what did we learn out of this? How are we going to grow out of it? What are we going to do different next time? Um, and I would encourage anyone who who wants to speak to that or speak to their own experience with this to request a speaker. Um, I did uh drop out of the call for a second so I, I don't know that all the requests are coming through so if you if you do want to speak please request it and, and we'll try to get you up here because we, we'd love to hear from more members of the community um I'm, I'm, there's like 20 hands up so i'm adding a couple people at least awesome. that i see and you can, can remove me if you want you're know. not you're not clogging anything at the moment we only have five people up here so if you if you have something to say specifically on this right like shoot an emoji in there from the people who have already raised your hand and i'll, I'll do my best Oh, yeah, Tor, it looks like for some reason I'm not seeing the speaker request, so you'll have to yeah, handle that. Yeah, I think you got kicked that. out and in, so I'm taking a look. Yeah. And look, we'll, we'll go a little longer. I don't know what happens to the space when I personally have to go, which is soon. 
because uh, we've been going right. now for about two and a half hours. But um, let me let me try to bring up the people that I see who just waved at me. And, uh, Thanks, Doran. Um, we'll, yeah, let's start with our corner. I think before uh, yeah, then we call the next speaker. I think there's another spaces with Angel Protocol that's happening at uh, yeah around now. Maybe we can okay. yeah if if you need to go, uh, maybe you can transfer there. Let's uh let's keep going then for for a few minutes and let me see yes. if I can't find that link. Um, but anybody who just came up on stage, you know, this is this is your moment to to talk, and then I'm we'll we'll try to get you on to the next one too. Yeah, I see Roya raising their hand and then Bertrand. Hey, uh, yeah, Roya. So I've got three things real quick. Uh, definitely lost everything, like a lot of people. So, um, in the same boat. So feelings are out, still numb and processing. Uh, first, I I heard Tundra speak. I use Nexus. I heard Jonathan speak yesterday. Um, if they're still listening, I want them to know that you know I'm a finance guy. I work in commercial real estate. My money will follow them. Uh, the you know the true people that showed their their hands and really stuck uh, stood up for us. Um, that can't go without being overlooked. So <clears throat> whatever happens, most likely I think the best option is to uh, move chains. But uh, I will my money as I rebuild will follow them, and I will keep investing. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, not <laughs> I'm coughing, not crying. Um, secondly, uh, if you want to look in retrospect, um, this smells a lot like the 0809 CMBS unraveling um, when the Lehman Brothers went down. Uh, so don't feel like this is the first time something like this has happened in a derivatives market. Um, if you want to take it into uh, retrospect, um, it's just something that I've been studying and I've done a lot of uh, research on. So don't don't beat yourselves up. Uh, kind of the, the biggest point. And then the last thing I really want to just put out there, I don't think anyone has an answer is, you know, and what happened to the 2 billion at BTC? I mean, did that go back to VCs? Did, you know, there's no on-chain analysis and very few are talking about it. I saw Sumo post about it uh, last night, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think we had any response yet on that. I mean, they LFG said day of, and as everything was kind of melting down, they said, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, give seven hundred fifty billion our seven fifty million Bitcoin to uh, market makers uh, to sell. We're gonna give them loan them seven hundred fifty more to try to maintain the peg." And obviously, that didn't work. But I, I think that's a great point, Roya. Like, that's not all the Bitcoin, and and also we don't have accounting for what happened to that. Um, and yeah. that was LFG assets, not Terraform Labs. So I know there's some legal differentiation there, but it was also intended to be within the ecosystem. So it's just, uh, yeah, right. And we can use that BTC to pay builders and developers elsewhere. If LFG wanted to come together, not TFL, you know, LFG had a lot of great people. Agreed. Um, you know, you could you could start paying validators and BTC to keep running. Um, you could use that in so many ways to support these people that are hurting the most and again i have a job i will keep building my wealth and i will invest in the builders but without the builders receiving funding at this time like you like someone mentioned the vultures are going to scoop in and we're going to get separated and a lot of us are going to probably not touch crypto for a long time yeah i think these are great points Roy, and i really appreciate you coming up to, to speak to this uh yeah this is a great you, perspective i wanted to make a couple of points if that's fine uh, the the first thing is that um, CZ came out today and stood the Terra chain back up a little bit and allowed for some swaps. So it's possible to get at least some uh, some value out of the chain today. Obviously, 
pennies on the dollar, but it is possible to get some stuff out, trade to UST and, um, and use wormhole bridge to get some stuff out. If anybody didn't know that. Um, the second point is that I think, um, the secret network could be a great place for, as far as a home, um, only because a lot of the projects that we're building on, on, uh, Terra relied on stable coin pairs. When you look at Astroport and loop, loop markets and that kind of thing. And, you know, we've got silk and shade coming out on secret network. And I think that's pretty cool. And from what I can tell, it looks like the Cosm Wasm is, is the tech used to build on secret network too. So, I mean, I'd like to hear from the secret network people, but I imagine it'd be pretty easy to do a port from, um, from, from the Terra chain to the secret, secret network chain. I think that's probably a better fit than, than Juno. Um, so there's that. And then the last point is around uh, lessons learned. So I think there was a lot of noise like in the last couple of months about this being a possibility. A lot of people were talking about uh, this being a sort of an existential crisis for for Terra. And I think a lot of us in the ecosystem had just a ton of denial. Right. So if you're like me at all, you barely read the articles predicting it would happen. We just deny, deny, deny. Right. And I think you kind of need to look at yourself and ask, you know, why you do that, like psychologically. And the second thing in terms of lessons learned is talking too much, right? I think the TFL team was doing a lot of stuff with the four pool and with the BTC reserve to backstop the Terra peg. But this also leads to the third point, and that's never forget that there's enemies everywhere. So because they talked too much, they kind of gave the game plan for how how much capital would be needed to attack Terra. And then um, you know, that's exactly what happened. So that's it for me. Thanks. On the money. I think you're on the money. On the money. I, I agree money, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bertrand, you can go in a second. I'm just going to respond to the secret point for a second. We, we talked about it kind of closer up top to the top of the space. Like this is a time for learning right now. Like the basic facts about secret are that we're IBC enabled for we're part of this ecosystem. We already have a lot of builders that we're cross-deploying, right? And that's going to continue to happen. But, you know, before you go and do anything, right? Like, understand where you're going. This isn't about, like, immediately jumping to a new network. This is about just finding some continuity for the for everything that lives off-chain too, right? Community and operations and, and trying to figure out where your next home is going to be for the next five years, whether you're a builder or a user. You know, you have to understand where you're trying to go, you have to understand where, where it was. So we spent a lot of time up near the top of the space talking about not just where, you know, secret as an ecosystem is going, of course, but like where we came from and what the last five years have been like for us and going through our own existential events and how that felt and how we rebuilt. And there's, there's a lot more commonalities than probably people newer to the crypto space would know, especially if Terra was your first chain. But, you know, we have a little bit of time now to tell those stories, to learn and to adjust and I let's just not lose community continuity in the meantime, arguing about where we're all going to end up or, or, or who's going where, like we're all graduating high school, going off to college or something like that's not what's happening right now. It's we're trying, we're trying to find a path forward, everybody collectively uh, and bring this builder vision uh, and keep it, of course, and especially in the IBC ecosystem, but just keep it in web three at all. Keep people from feeling like they have to give up on crypto because they faced an existential event. There's plenty of people who lost all their money in crypto for whatever reason from you know 2011 to the present. And the ones who stuck around are the ones who uh, who built the space to what it is now, to be sure. Okay, that was my answer, Bertrand. You can go ahead. 
Awesome. Thanks for uh, letting me on. I just wanted to share what uh, attracted me to Terra and sort of what I find unique about it. I don't know if that provides any insights as to uh, where to go from there. But um, so, yeah, my real attraction to Luna was real world uh, utility. My background is in Bitcoin. Uh, I've kind of watched the space uh, from afar before I got into Terra. And Honestly, my general sort of uh, uh, thought was uh, there's a lot of uh, speculative use cases. There's a lot of, um, you know, things that are linked to people with disposable income in general and not not, not a lot of use cases that solve simple problems like remittances and uh, people uh, trying to, you know, save money. Um, so, yeah, that's really what uh, brought me into the space. And obviously the, the Chai background was kind of the DNA of Terra, right? They started with that payment. Um, and with multiple currencies, which really kind of solves all of those problems if you're looking at doing remittances and, and worldwide transfers and things like that. Um, I think, obviously, uh, everything grew really quickly. It's, it's easy to look back and say, um, you know, uh, this, these errors were made. I mean, um, but I think what was really interesting to me is that, uh, one, they were building a, a Bitcoin reserve to be more resilient. I think, you know, in retrospect, they came a little late but um and secondly the um <clears throat> the real world use cases with like alice and and apps like that were um were happening so um i guess what i'm saying is i think that's kind of a core piece of uh what terra brings to the table uh, and i don't know if anyone has any thoughts on kind of next steps around those use cases jay maybe if you want to speak to that i'd be curious from your perspective yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, Bertrand, can you repeat it? Uh, my connection got... No, no problem. Yeah, I was just uh, kind of curious as to, I feel like uh, part of the, the DNA of Terra was the, um, you know, like um, very simple use cases around... Uh, uh, Payments around... and onboarding, basically, yeah. is what you were mentioning. Yeah, yeah, so easy onboarding, like Alice and things like that. But obviously, the background is you have a stable coin, which the dollar is the most common one, but also in other currencies. Like, where do you see that going? Because I don't see any other chains doing that. Yeah, uh, I think we spoke a bit about that earlier. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to say uh, because you know it looks like with what happened, like the you know the algorithmic stable coin, it's really it's really a hard ex you know sort of experiment. Uh, I think uh, most of the others that started have really failed, except for like collateralized or over collateralized uh, stable coins. Um, but yeah, I, that, that we were uh, talking about that earlier, that the mass adoption appeal for Terra is really what got a lot of people interested. Uh, and like for me specifically, like, you know, you had like uh, savings, which is, which is Anchor, and then you had investment, which is Mirror. And then you had, uh, you know, Chai and MinPay, which is for payments. Um, I, I know that uh, I got excited as well with Jinko uh, NFT, which is a Solana and Terra NFT project. They're actually bringing, you know, ter payment terminals, uh, so you can pay in USDC, Solana, and USD. Um, uh, yeah, but I think we're not sure now. I think the the proposal that uh, Do just, uh, you know, submitted, as well as that from the Terra Builders Alliance, uh, I think it's really more to save uh, the L1, which is like more on the the DeFi uh, ecosystem. 
uh, or the smart contract platform at this point uh, because it yeah it's it's really hard to uh, as we've seen with what happened it's really hard to you know to make uh, an algorithmic stablecoin successful uh, so no so far right. no one is yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I have a feeling it's it's easy to go back and, and, and say that. But, uh, you know, there's probably likely if we if Terra had taken like a more like a frax model where you start fully or over collateralize and over time you reduce it, I feel like we probably could have been resilient to these kinds of attacks. Who knows? Right. Um, but that was more along my lines of thinking is there was a lot of amazing stuff built around multi currencies. I mean, you know, everything from prism to everything. Like, is there a world where you start with a over collateralized uh, stable coin built on top of um, everything that uh, the utility that Terra brings? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, you know, the right person, but I think, uh, yeah, the, one of the uh, posts by Do spoke about like, you know, be, be, maybe launching it with like a collateral, like a stable coin with a collateral again. But with the proposal now, I, yeah, there's no like specific on that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe others here might have more insights into how that can be, uh, you know, implemented. Yeah, Doe did mention that in some tweets earlier this week, but I, I didn't see anything about that when I skimmed the proposal. Uh, but I, I'm also in the midst of the spaces, so I may have missed it. Uh, my guess is that we are going to see a collateralized stablecoin come to the Cosmos ecosystem uh, that is going to try to be like a replacement for UST. I don't know who's going to do that. Um, maybe that's going to come out of like the work secrets doing. Maybe it's going to come somewhere else. But there, there's clearly a desire for more stablecoins, uh, particularly if you know we continue to see a longer bear market, but also especially uh, with the kind of payments use cases we've discussed a bit of. Um, you know, people don't want to pay in Bitcoin generally uh, or another highly volatile asset. They prefer to pay in something where they can you know, convert that asset and know exactly how much they're going to have to spend at the moment of payment. So uh, my suspicion is that whether it's this Terra restart um, or uh, someone else within the, the Cosmos ecosystem, we're going to see someone try to address that use case here. Um, and my hope is that we'll see folks like Chai and Outlet and then Alice that are providing these like on-ramps, off-ramps, payments opportunities, whether it's, you know, the Alice debit card or something else, uh, try to integrate with other pieces of the Cosmos as well um, and and bring that there. But it's going to be tough timing wise. And I don't know how fast that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not, uh, Connor, I'm not sure how uh, Shade is designed. I'm not very familiar. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak to that because I'm not like deep on shade. We should probably yeah, we should probably have like a shade specific space. I actually did ask Carter and the shade team recently if they'd be able to do something for just kind of explain because they were watching very closely, obviously, and a lot of their original model was influenced by the Terra Luna model, and now they're thinking about pivoting a lot of that model because it doesn't. Yeah, I think they, they. Yeah, I saw like a lot of posts like they're. Tweaking some based on what happened with the you know USD now, I think they they're tweaking some elements yeah. to make it more robust. Easy, easy pre-launch and post. Yeah, time, so I'd be happy to work on that with you if you want to. Timing, yeah. timing. Yeah, I mean like timing, timing, timing. Right. Um, I I think that I think that that algorithm algorithmic stablecoins are probably going to be out of style for a little while. Right. 
out of style, maybe, but I mean, all that really means is we get to experiment with them at the scale that they're supposed to be experimented at instead of at, you know, $50 billion scale. It's the most beautiful thing. The idea that we could be tied to a centralized currency makes decentralization mute point. I mean, we were all for it. We love it. That's what Terra was. I mean, let's be real, you know, I mean, but the bottom line was, is that it, it failed. And for us, for us to come back in and, and trust in us, we all believe we all believe in it, but we need to find a model that works before we can trust in it. And I yeah. think that's going to take a while. Yeah, guys, uh, I'm probably going to have to wrap up this space as there's a call. I'm trying to join with, with some other Terra folks, um, just because we're again like for the devs who are feeling really overwhelmed confused right now about options you know we've been trying to connect with a lot of people but i really really appreciate everybody at uh you know in the luna community who helped set up this space this is just the start of the conversation obviously like please please uh set up more of these and if we can be helpful we will uh you know we can keep this conversation going in the terror communities and the secret communities in the secret communities at least you know we're insulated a little bit from the other confusion about like what's going to happen to the main chain and everything right, relating to UST exposure and TFL and everything. Like this conversation was just meant to be about like what happens to the community and what's going to happen, all this human capital and this incredible ethos of innovation around Terra. And we want to keep that going. So please uh, let's set up more of these. Please feel free to come into our channels, build those relationships and connections. There's a lot of people in secret, as I said, who lived through this in 2020 who were part of our ecosystem dating back to 2017 and they they want to pay that forward and, and be as supportive as they can be during this time so much love to to everybody in the luna community whatever this becomes wherever you go whatever we're going to build together this this has been like a, a an unbelievably impressive ecosystem to be a part of and be tangential to and, and i hope we retain as much of that as we possibly can and amplify it yeah, thank thank you so much, Tor, for working with us up with us on. Um, happy to do it again uh, sometime soon, and and keep talking about the community and, and engaging with Secret. Uh, it's it's been a distinct pleasure working with you on this, and and having the Secret community support means a lot to us. I know um, a lot of the lessons and and discussions we had at the start of this conversation about how you all have dealt with a lot of the challenges the secrets faced has been instrumental. And I've had several folks like DMing me saying like how great this was to, to hear from you and the oh, rest of the secrets. So thank you. That's really great to hear. So thanks. Thanks for being part of the energy to push this forward into something that that's actually happening. Um, it's tough right now for everybody to even want to speak about this stuff and for people to want to be heard. So, but we're here. Uh, no one's going anywhere. Let's keep this going. Thank you, everybody who came. I think the Angel Protocol space is going. So find Angel Protocol on Twitter and, and jump in there if you guys want to just have the conversation continue. And, and, and those guys are phenomenal and going through something unbelievably, unbelievably tough. So show them your support. And maybe they've got answers for you there that we don't even have for you here. Um, and of course, if, if you got to go to bed or get back to work or whatever else you're doing, thanks for taking the time today. And we will do things like this again. Just stay in touch, stay in the communities, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. There's there's always something to build, and I and I trust the Luna community to build it a hundred percent. Thank you guys. Thank you, Thor. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Thor. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Secret and Terra Community Space, recorded on Friday, May thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay. Check 
making that replay Sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way I make about three bucks for every thousand plays So add it up and do the math on that Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody wanna rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist Can't even say they're making pennies, pennies per play how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose. What happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointing too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.